So, um, no special involving the uh, coronavirus about any industry would be complete without um, somebody telling you to wash your hands. So I thought I would do that whilst washing my hands for at least 20 seconds. Hello, hello, hello. It is time for more Talking Bollocks and Hot on the Heels of previous podcast. That's right. Um, Okay, so uh, very quick intro that I normally do. Hi, Howard H. Smith, singing Acid Rain, do stand-up comedy, do the podcast, available on social media. Come find me. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, First time, hi, strap yourselves in. Um, Coming back again, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for returning. Um, So I'm going to go straight into what the hell is going on at the moment. Okay, here's what's going on. Um, You are going to be getting podcasts dropping into your players um, at random, willy-nilly, quite a lot over this lockdown period. Um, I decided early doors that I was going to use this as an opportunity to get some interviews done with people I've always wanted to get on the show, um, getting people back on the show. Um, I've started the movie podcast. I got one episode of that down. That will be coming out. You don't need to do anything. You will all receive the movie podcast. Don't worry about that. Um, it's called Movie Bollocks, this is called Talking Bollocks, and uh, patrons at Patreon got ra- get Radio Bollocks as well, so there you go, three bollocks, woohoo! Yep, Point, uh, that's a, a lot of effort for, a, for not a great deal of reward, laugh-wise. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so patrons are getting an extra load of stuff I'm doing, um, I'm doing, uh, they obviously get their, their own podcast, because they get to ask questions, they, they get to set questions for guests, and I ask them, they get their own podcast, they get the podcast early, they're also getting radio. Um, radio bollocks and all sorts of bits and pieces basically what I'm saying is you are all going to be getting lots of podcasts okay patrons will be getting even more if you'd like even more sign up patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith five dollars a month you'll get loads of acid rain stuff you'll get loads of talking bollocks stuff it's all behind the scenes it's all exclusive and it's happening all the time so uh, these podcasts are going to be increasing. There's going to be more of them. Some will be long, some will be short. Someone may may only have one interview on, um, uh, and and some more. But I am definitely going to be getting these out as best I can. Um, but this really, uh, this one here is an examination of where we're at at the moment, as a you know, given given the lockdown and everything else. Um, but before we get into that serious stuff, let's deal with, um, yeah, Tommy Lee. Their, their stadium tour begins at the beginning of June, and um, oh, yeah, he's absolutely adamant it's, um, it's still going ahead. So, uh, so there you go. Coronavirus, um, you know, we can't thank it for blowing out the, uh, the, uh, the worst tour in the, wor- in the history of the world. Um, Motley Crue and Poison. Um, he's, I, I, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, he urged fans to stay at home in an effort to curb the spread of coronavirus. Explaining he's got some big stadium shit to do this summer. So there you go. In case any of you are wondering um, what we need, you know, why we needed to stay in and stop the spread of coronavirus. One of the main reasons up there is not the contamination of people and dying and the pandemic. No, it's to make sure that. Tommy Lee gets to do his fucking tour with Motley fucking crew. Fuck off. What an what a wanker. No other word for it, really, is there? Um, Il Nino members have come to an agreement over the name. OK, so we can all stop worrying now. All of us who were worried about who was going to get the Il Nino 
name? Would it be those people or those people? Well, it turned out it was one of them. Isn't that fucking great, eh? I'm so glad they came to an agreement. Um, so, uh, checked out the new creator track. Um, yeah. Just not... Yeah, it was meh. It was all right. Um, I, I just get a little feeling with creator that it's just becoming a little bit predictable. Um, it's just, it, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it's just feeling a little bit like, oh, right, okay. It's more, yeah, we've got, we've got, we've got some, some more creator. Great. It's not getting me off my seat, although I did love the last album. So anyway, I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I do. I'm talking about my taste in music, fuckers. Um... What else been going on? Biff from um, Biff Byford from Saxon um, v- was really, really honest. He um, he had to cancel his um, his solo tour. This was before all Corona kicked off. And here's his expl- explanation: The honest truth is, tickets for the forthcoming uh, forthcoming tour have just not sold as everyone expected for whatever reason. So we have cancelled the dates as scheduled, with a view to hopefully hopefully revisiting at a later date. It's sad as I was looking forward to the spoke to the spoken word and live band show but it's just not to be at this time yeah um i'm i'm just loving the honesty loving the just straight down the line um look we all thought this would sell and it isn't personally i'm 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 not that surprised but i've never been i'm not really in that camp so i wouldn't know you know how how excited people would be to see it but apparently not that excited so there you go um but here are two here right here are a number of things that relate to the situation we're at at the moment with the coronavirus. Firstly, no more people dressing up as Tiger King, please. I haven't watched Tiger King yet. It's not funny. You all just look like fucking weirdos. All right, I will get to Tiger King in a bit. It's in the queue. All right. Also, here's a couple of headlines that that you just. This could only happen, right? This could only happen in a Corona lockdown. Genuine headline on Blabbermouth. Megadeth's Dave Mustaine takes his miniature horse on a walk. Brackets video. Really? I mean, that is what you've been waiting for, isn't it? Dave Mustaine taking his miniature horse for a walk. I mean, fuck me. Every thrash metal fan's dream. Every Megadeth fan's fucking delight. It's video of Dave Mustaine walking his miniature horse. Hey, what next? Would you like some pictures of me next to my miniature tree? Or fucking bonsai, as it's otherwise known. Uh, To be fair, it looks like a normal-sized tree. Because I'm small. Get it? Fuck off. Um, So, uh, I just... Yeah. Yeah, here's here's another one. Watch Papa Roach's Jacoby Shaddix sing Lean On Me as a tribute to Bill Withers. Hey, I mean... Have you ever read two headlines that have have made you not want to to read the article more than Dave? There's something about that headline. I can't stop reading it. I'm fascinated by it. My eyes keep being drawn back to it. Megadeth's Dave Mustaine takes his miniature horse on a walk. Brackets video. Fucking hell. Oh, I mean, really awesome. I've got to see what I've got to see what the horse looks like. Hey. Got to see what the horse looks like. Has he got it? <laughs> Is it called Lars? Has it had all his hair cut off? Does it constantly wear a stupid fucking hat? Has he called it Lars? Hey, <laughs> Just so he can ride it and tell him what to do. Oops. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, and here's a lo- another headline, which I'm just going to read it. Sharon Osborne on Aussie's ca- on Aussie's cancelled trip to Switzerland for medical treatment. We'll get there just later. Now, for any of you, I, 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 the, the reason why this amuses me is because Switzerland is one of the only countries whereby euthanasia is legal. So if you if you want basically if somebody somebody wants to die somebody then that's the country to go to, and it just sounds quite amusing that Sharon Osbourne is saying yeah don't worry we'll get Aussie to Switzerland sooner or later yeah for that last time, <laughs> fuck me that is just that is just really weird just that as a headline oh yeah we'll get to we'll get him to Switzerland sooner or later. Oh, yes, the land of euthanasia. Oh, yes, I'll take him there, don't you? Get in there, Ozzy. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, dear. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's not been a great deal of time since the last time I spoke to you, but um, just the, the, the bizarre shit that is coming out during all of this is just is insane. Also, uh, the Acid Rain album, uh, Obnoxious, was 30 years old this week. It came out 30 years ago this week, so been doing some bits and pieces for that. But hey, you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear... Let's, let's get cracking with some interviews, all right? Because this is a long one. Um, four very different interviews for very different people for very different aspects of the music business, but I wanted to find out how everybody's getting on. So first up, our first guest... Well... Let's have a chat to him now, shall we? I caught him on a Sunday in his shop looking through the latest online orders. And this is my, my good friend Scott from Crash Records in Leeds. Uh, we did we did a signing in there for the Obnoxious album, yep, 30 years ago. They're still there, still going. Awesome record shop. Scott uh, put on a, the live Talking Bollocks in Leeds as well, um, or rather the live um, spoken word show of mine. Um, uh, and so, as you all know, you saw the video when, you know, from when I was in Leeds to go and see Suzanne Vega. It's that, Scott. And so I thought, give me a ring and just have a chat and see how um, everything is affecting some, you know, somebody who runs an actual physical record shop. So here he is. This is me and Scott chatting just a couple of weeks ago. Hello. Hello. Is that Scott? It is. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, can't grumble too much, you know. Still, still here, still selling records. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well, I, yeah. Um, when you say still here, where where is here? Are you allowed? Are you allowed in the uh, in the shop at all? I am. Yeah, I'm in the shop. Um, we're still trying to keep up a bit of a mail order thing. So yeah, it's the only way. It's the only way you can turn over some cash, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, I'm walking in every day from town. It's not too far because I only live out on Kirksville Road. Sitting here for a few hours, do some post. Um, I think it's the best bit of isolation I can do, really. Um, and then keeps my other half saying that I'm not pestering her at home. <laughs> it's I, honestly, it's 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 just fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah, very, very, very weird. I think we're all. I think we're all doing our very best to try not to think about the future as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think you keep every person you sort of meet and you haven't seen for a little while. And you have a little talk, and everyone has their own little ideas. And sometimes you go off on a bit of a tangent, and all of a sudden start thinking, "Well, 
what is going to happen? What is you know? There's there's so many possible outcomes, and it just doesn't feel very real at the moment, does it? Like you just have to approach each day and like, what on earth is going on? That's that is the weird thing is that yeah, it, it, it's surreal and it is kind of like yeah. It, I mean, at the moment things ain't so bad, but. You know, two months down the line, uh, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know where we're going to be. You know, um, it's just, it's just mad. It's just mad. Yeah. No, and, and that's, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's at the moment, you know, a week, two weeks, that's all good. But we could be talking months. You know, yeah. Who knows whether we're, you know, on still on lockdown, still battling, or trying to open up and start getting into things again and you know we it could be three weeks down the road lockdown stops oh we've, we've staved it off we're doing all right and then everything goes ballistic and people are queuing around the block to go to the cinema and or it could go completely the other way and everyone's used to being at home and they think oh well i save a lot of money doing this why don't i just stay at home well, I, I, I think I, as much as as much as I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a bit bit of both because as much as I'd like to think that people are going to rush out to the cinema, restaurants, gigs, all the rest of it, they need something to spend. People are sitting at home, and we're all losing money. Yeah. So yeah. we're not going to come out of our houses and piss away money we don't have. No. So it's I I think it's going to be it's going to be a little bit slower than people think. Um, yeah. because as much as I, I think the enthusiasm will be there for it, but it's whether people will actually be able actually have the finances because we're all we're all losing money. Yeah. yeah. You know, by definition. Um, and it's just trying to I, I mean, I'm just trying to piece together what things are going to look like afterwards. I mean, you've, you guys promote a lot of shows as well. So presumably that's been a whole pain in the arse as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the other side of. You know, you talk to some people and obviously they're sat at home, nothing to do, bored, they've, they've completed Netflix and, you know, <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen next. Whereas other people are absolutely, utterly flat out, you know, whether it be uh, key workers, etc., that are obviously doing it for the good of the country. But then I kind of, we kind of fall into another realm, I think, because... We not only are we a record shop, so we're selling records and trying to do pre-sales, and you know albums are moving around because labels are either too committed, so have to still put something out this week, next week, or they've been able to put the brakes and like, well, let's let's look at this again later in the year. Let's push it back to November so we can roll it out traditionally as we would do in shops and do PR and all that business. Yeah. But on the flip side of all that. We're a ticket outlet, so right, we, yeah. Just constant emails about shows being moved, and people asking questions about can I get a refund for this? And depending on the levels of where that show is, in whether it's been rescheduled yet, whether we're just sat here going, you know, live at Leeds, for example, which is obviously a big city uh, festival, that only got announced today that it was being postponed. And that's something that obviously involves all the venues in these city centres. A huge, huge, big deal logistically. I don't know how we put it on anyway every year, 
let alone now that they've managed to rearrange it for November and have the bulk of the announced artists involved. I, I, just, I don't know how on earth they've done that. So we've got that side of things coming through. So even though we're not open and not taking money, we're even losing money because people are applying for refunds on gigs they now can't go to. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't mind that. You know, the, the money's sat in our account. You know, it's, that's the, the nature of what we do. You know, it sits with us until the event takes place and then we pay them. So that's not, you know, we are in a better position than most other businesses at this point, I think. You know, we have had a very good year last year and leading up to everything that's going on. The the launch show things that you've touched on there that we've been doing, they're amazing for us. And, you know, it's, it's great to see the city embrace what we're doing. And, you know, we announced a Paradise Lost show two, three weeks ago. And, you know, that's that's half sold out now. That's that's great money coming into until at a time where there isn't any money going in. Um, but again, we don't know. That's albums due due to be out fifteenth of May. Yeah, and the show's meant to be in September. Yeah, so hope that everything <laughs> goes ahead. Yeah, but uh... I have worries about whether you know the stock coming through Newkill Blast distributed by Warner's. Warner's uh, distribution is based in France. So who's to say that we're definitely still going to be able to get stock coming across the channel in a month's time? Yeah. No, I hope so. But well, it, well, it's the same with the festivals. I mean, if you're, I mean, for yeah. instance, if, you, if you're Bloodstock, right? I mean, if 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 we get to the end of June and they go right, okay, July, yeah, we're going to start rolling back to normal, you know, or and you know, and they give the they give the go ahead, or if you like, it's like well, that, yeah. it, that's okay, but like you you know, let's look at the headliners, for instance, Devin. Now, Devin's headlining the Friday. Um, Will America by that point be allowing international travel because they're behind us on this? Yeah, they're behind yeah. the. So then it's a case of right. So so are we going to have to rule out like are they going to have to rule out American bands and replace that? I, and and it's not not you know not talking just Bloodstock. I'm talking like the same the same things that yeah. you know the same things that everybody's running into is just kind of like the the problem is at the moment is that if you've got a question the answer is usually. There isn't an answer, but now we've got another question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. no one knows. This is it. No, you know, some some places have just decided, like, that. that's it. You know, we, we've just got to draw a line under it and forget it. You know, Bloodstock, uh, downloads of it, obviously. You know, they've called it a horrible decision to make, but when you're dealing with so many international bands, like you say, even if things are, quote, getting back to normal in the... June with them, uh, you know, what is normal and when are we ever going to realistically be able to start getting, you know, international touring bands into the country? Yeah. Is it going to happen this year? You know, I think that's realistically where we're going to be looking because they're not going to want to risk any money on flights and putting together these tours. Um, so it, it's just a very strange situation to be in for everyone. It is, it is. And again, I, I've had this conversation with somebody today where it, it, it's just yet another reminder that, geez, where would we be without the internet? Yeah. You know? It's just, we would be so screwed. You know, but like you said, at least you're able to keep 
something ticking over. What what is the what's the mail order business like? Are you finding that people are going? Oh, I've got some time on my hands. I'm going to buy some music. Not at all. Yeah. That's no, I mean, we're we're not as strong online as some other shops. We're we're a, a, obviously a bricks and mortar. Someone walks in and buys a record from us. When we get chance, we'll throw on a pre-sale on the website. Um, sometimes we get a great reaction. Sometimes it's a bit of a, a fizz. Um, we haven't seen a tremendous change either way. In you know, since we've gone sort of mail order only, we're kind of still finding us feet. We are obviously only a couple of weeks in. Um, we're not selling those. What we are selling, we're really grateful for, and we're trying to focus a lot on pre-orders. What's coming up? Give people something to look, be excited for, but it's not turning into. You know, I suppose people are, as you said earlier, you know, that people are thinking about their money and where they're spending it. Yeah. There's no guarantee what they're going to have in a week, a month. You know, if we knew definite, there we go, two months time, we'll all be back to work as normal. Then people would be, yeah, great, I'll buy that yeah. 30 pound record. But at the moment, you're sort of holding off. And I don't blame people. You know, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're by the way. What's the what's the website so uh, at least people can listening can support you if they've got the chance. Uh, well, it's, obviously, it's CrashRecords.co.uk. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. There's, there's bits and pieces on there, but um, well, you yeah, yeah, but you are very much a traditional record shop, aren't you? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, for and for those listening, I mean, you know. When we when we we released Obnoxious in 1990, we did an in-store signing in Crash Records. <laughs> I mean, you guys have been there forever. It's Absolutely. it's yeah. insane. No, it's, you know, I, I've grown up with the shop. Um, no, I've only worked here what eight years now, nine years. Um, but always been a part of Leeds, and it's always been the heavy shop. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, Jumbo Jumbo was always indie and Crash was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look back at uh, the, the thing I always makes me chuckle is um how easy it's for, to find signed creator albums in Leeds. Because <laughs> they did the signing in Crash. Whenever you find them second hand, they're always signed. Yes. Because <laughs> they everyone came to it because it was such a big deal that they were signing here and you know, sort of we were a road Road Rage shop in the early days as well, which is obviously something Roadrunner used to do. Yeah. pieces with that. And yeah, I've, I'm trying to keep that side of things going with the shop and focus on the heavy bit because that's, that's where I come from. That's that's my bread and butter. Um, you know, obviously doing what we did with you with your spoken word. And, yeah, you know, no, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we had um, Pet Brick playing in the shop through one of our in-store things, which is uh, I got Cavalera's uh, new thing, which was to have him drum in the middle of our shop was amazing, which you, you know how tiny the shop is. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so little things like that, you know, just to keep me happy whilst we do the bread and butter <laughs> of selling you Liam Gallagher's and your... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, Igor popping in, in doing an doing an acoustic gig. That's that that that's enough to put a smile on your face, isn't it? Let's face it. Absolutely. You know, I, 
at one point we were sort of thinking, is anyone going to come? I was like, I don't care. It's just for me. Just I'll just sit there, big grin on my face, watch him smash the drums, and they had big. He brought in these humongous amps, and I thought, what are you doing? This is this shop's tiny, but yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, um, and you've uh, well. You, I mean, you guys, you guys have d- been doing like, like you say, in-store signings and like performances and things like that. You've been doing them since like forever. Yeah, yeah, Def- definitely something. I think even before you know early days, they've tried to be involved as much as they can because you know that that that's what gets people excited. You know, it's yeah. You've got, always got to have an angle. You, you sign, you know, signings or signed or. You yeah. sort of see the vinyl resurgence. It's all about indie exclusives or mail order exclusives. So there's always got to be an angle to pull people in. Um, you know, some of the bigger labels realise this. Some labels don't. Um, so yeah, it, it's certainly for us and me, especially in the past three or four years, we've really, really focused on. These you know album launch shows, yeah, just just to give a customers something they wouldn't necessarily see. So you know, buy an album, you get to see a big band in a small venue, yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. And um, it's just fantastic, you know. It turns an album that we would have maybe sold one or two copies into something we'd sell three or four hundred copies. Yes, which helps everyone. You know, helps bands and labels week one. Helps us. Oh yeah, I mean, well, yeah. management, management, and labels are big on those kind of things. Yeah, big on them. Um, speaking of which, did you? Um, I don't suppose by any chance you got our, um, you got the uh, the Acid Rain vinyl re-releases. We did, yeah, yeah. Yay! Just checking. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, classic tiles. Needs to be in our back catalog, definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Appreciate it. Oh, you know the, the that Apple Core box set that came out a couple of years back. You know that that's all really well. You know it's people always. That's, that's what I love about metal as well. Is just people want to buy stuff. You know it's it's very much uh, people like a band and they stick with them and they want the T-shirt, they want the box set, they want the fun. You know it's not like a lot of other fly-by-night genres where you dip your toe in, you have a little stream, all oh, like that thing, and that's it. You know, we're fans and we we listen to stuff and we buy stuff. We want to support people. And, you know, that, that again, shows it's showing in that people are embracing us on social media as a shop, trying to buy stuff. And then I'm, I'm sort of sat thinking, well, that's great, but let's let's get behind the bands as well. You know, it's bands that are losing out on tour stuff. Um, Gruesome, for example, I noticed the other day. It's obviously a great band sort of modelling themselves on you know, death inspired. They were meant to tour with is it Creosum, I think, this this month in Europe. So they had to pull the tour. Obviously there's all international bands out. And they were posting yesterday about they're gonna sell their merch online, but the merch has actually got this where where it would have been the tour dates on the back it said cancelled because of coronavirus on it. Brilliant. Just, was, there's, there's loads of little things like that sort of popping up on on social media. Again, because we've got that access to the internet so we can all share this crazy experience that's going on and trying to help everyone keep flow. 
Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it, it is. It's just keeping everybody's heads above water, but also just keeping everybody, um, keeping everybody's spirits up as well. You know, I, I mean, I've, yeah. I've said it a million times in the last couple of weeks, but you know, we're all in this together. There, there's rich, poor, black, white. You name it. It doesn't matter what country you're from, what job you got, whatever. We are in this. You know. And we've all just got to. We've all, you know, we've we've all got to get through it together as well. And that, that, that's it. It's, it would be different if it was one country being affected or one city, but the, the fact that the whole world, you know, you sit back and really sort of pay attention to what's going on. And it, it is like we're in a film, you know, it, it just the streets are empty and everyone's working together. And you just, you look at that news, you know, you can sit and watch news 24 hours a day now and there's always something new going on and, we just need to keep happy and keep uh, ourselves, you know, entertained, but also positive. You know, we are going to get through this. You know, it's just something new that we all need to work together to get out of. Do you know what, mate? That is a really lovely, positive message to to uh, to end on. I think you've you've summed it up perfectly there. Absolutely right. perfectly. Uh, look, uh, Scott, um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for hanging on at the shop for me. I do appreciate it. No, it's all right. Any And we'll uh, I'll direct as many uh, bollockers to you as possible. And obviously, as you, as you know, as you know, we were going to be playing Boom in um, in June. Not still not sure what's happening with that, but uh, you know, uh, when we do come up to Leeds, um, needless to say, you're on the guest list. Come down and say hello. Absolutely. No, it was already in my diary when I saw the tour announced. Very excited. Nice one. Um, obviously, we just, you know, <laughs> who knows what's coming over the next yeah. fuck it. month. Yeah, fuck it. Who knows? See, you know, see, <laughs> see, see you when we're there. Maybe never. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> oh, dear. Thanks a lot, mate. No worries, man. Cheers, man. Take care. Thanks a bit. Bye. Bye-bye. So there you go, guys. Um, really good chat with Scott. You've got an idea of... Um, uh, how you can help them out your latest favourite record shop to get all of your online um, purchases from uh, they're great guys honestly if you ever get a chance to, to pop into Crash if you're in Leeds then please do so um, great record shop Scott has helped me out in the past um, great supporter of the band and um, uh, yeah just a top dude hence that's why he gets the thanks on the new Acid Rain album so moving on actually Mm. Nearly everybody on this podcast actually got a thanks on the new Acid Rain album. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure Malcolm did. Oh God, if I didn't thank Malcolm, I'm, I'm probably punch myself in the face. Um, so yeah, Malcolm did, Scott did, uh, Andy uh, Andy Pilkington did. But I don't think I gave a shout out to our next guest. And our next guest, yeah, we've gone from record shop. Right, let's go to the other end of the scale. And that's the person who makes the music to be able to put on that record and put it in a shop. Um, so I am now going to uh, introduce you to my chat with uh, Neil Cooper of Therapy. He's been in therapy over 20 years, um, was in the Beyond back in the day. And um, this is a really interesting interview because we go all, we go all over the place. Um, what I wanted to do with this is give, you a, is give you all the different aspects of, obviously, a record shop owner, a musician... Uh, a journalist and somebody involved in you know in the the art side of the business as in like you know putting 
videos and covers together and stuff like that. So you've got kind of a different angle from a music business point of view as to how um, this current lockdown is affecting everybody. Um, and Neil's is probably um, the most affecting of all these interviews and the most detailed. There's, um, I mean, yeah, basically, there's, a, a, there's been a lot of shit going on. So um, why, don't we find, why don't we find this out? Uh, there, there's, there's laughs, there's, there's um, some really heavy stuff going on here as well. Uh, there's all sorts thrown into this. It was a genuine pleasure to do. I mean, I've, I've known Neil for so long, over 30 years, and um, uh, it's always a pleasure to chat to him. I mean, we, we, had a, we had a conversation a few weeks ago. We were on the phone for about an hour, and we both said at the end of it, do you know what? We should have recorded this. <laughs> so anyway, um, this one we definitely did. And this call was actually planned for a few weeks before it happened. Um, and it was put off because, um, well... Neil got a bit of the virus. So uh, without further ado, let's hear a little bit for, more from Neil. This is when we spoke fairly recently. Why do I always go into an interview with when we did it or whatever? Hey, it doesn't matter really, does it? This is my chat with Neil Cooper. Hello, mate. Hello there. How are you? Uh, I'm well, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Let me just grab my uh, cup of tea. Here somewhere, my... Just making. What's well, my tea? Just mine. Okay. Um, how are you? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, sorry, I was just uh, <coughs> doing some bits and bobs, and uh, I was going to grab a cup of tea, and then we can have a chat. But there's no milk in it yet, so I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and wait like a lord. <laughs> oh dear. So, well, how are you how are you feeling? Because I know you were, um, uh, you know, you you had a touch of something, didn't you? Yeah. Um, oh, mate. Yeah, it was rough. I actually feel um, fantastic compared. It is bloody bonkers. How uh, <clears throat> the difference a few days has made. Um, it was basically uh, last. Thanks. Last. Um, where are we now? With all this lockdown, what, what day is it today? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. So, not last Friday, the Friday before, um, I was just wiped out. Thursday, I started kind of coughing, bit of a temperature, and then Friday through to Wednesday, um, I literally, and I'm not like being dramatic, literally couldn't get out of bed. Flattened, completely flattened. Wow. Um, but looking back at it, sort of historically, we were kind of looking at things, myself and my wife, and what we reckon is over the last kind of six weeks, it's come, it's basically had uh, the kids and my wife as well. So, so it's sort of weird how we've kind of looked at it. It wasn't really till the sort of lockdown and that you start sort of putting the pieces together. Basically, I took my daughter to the doctors at the end of Feb. And they just said, didn't, didn't even mention coronavirus, but they said she got a virus, picked something up from school or whatever. It's just one of those things with, you know, she's six. So you just kind of like, right, okay. And with kids, they reckon it doesn't really knock them sideways. It just kind of, you know, they're kind of down in the dumps, really, but they're not like, as an adult, it's a different ball game. So she, she kind of was poorly, but was relatively okay. Then my wife came down with it, uh, beginning of, sort of early March, she was wiped out for about five days. <clears throat> At that point, we started to kind of self-isolate. And then my, my son, 
at this point, was still going to school. He went to school, came back, mega fever, being sick everywhere, blah, blah, blah. So then he was down with it. And I, it was, throughout all, all of this, I was kind of okay. Um, as a sideline, I bloody put my back out. So we had to, <laughs> we had to cancel cancel um, a date over in Istanbul. We did oh. that, which is which is another another that's another story. But then, um, yeah, and then and then with him, he basically he he was flattened. My boy was. He said he was flattened, and uh, and at one point we we had to take him to hospital because it suddenly just we had a massive freak out because he's he breathing shallowed and everything just went. Oh, and, but 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 throughout the whole thing, you see. And it's not the NHS's fault at all, but throughout the whole thing, they're kind of saying to you, because I was like, surely someone can test it. Surely, you know, what's going on here, especially with, with kids? And they were just kind of saying, look, until <clears throat> until you literally can't breathe, we we don't kind of don't kind of don't want you in the hospital. It's, it's, it was the most bizarre thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, and, and for me, uh, obviously, it's uh, it's terrifying when it's the kids. And then when I became ill, it's kind of like, okay, it was like really, I've had proper flu sort of once before, and it was like that. But with the temperature, you're, you're kind of hallucinating there. Um, and so it, freak, it does freak you out. And it's the first, I mean, I've never known anything like it. I could feel it like, you could feel it sort of taking over your body. It's bizarre, the most bizarre thing. So, so do, you think, do you think it was COVID-19 then? I, th- I think it was, yeah, yeah, and it, the way it kind of went through the family, and, and just all the, the symptoms, the, the massive, mega temperature, the cough, right, we're, okay. we're all still, you know, coughing, right, um, okay, yeah, well, yeah, I know. So I was going to say, you know, because um, uh, I'm, I'm sure some people listening to this will be thinking you that you, you know, you sound ill whilst you whilst you whilst you're telling this story about how great you feel, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it's the it's the maddest thing, and 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 just kind of. A complete head spinner, to be honest, because you are you're there and you come ringing one one one, and they're sort of saying, kind of stay away a little bit. I mean, with my boy, they said, right, bring him down, but don't just start marching him into A and E or anything like that. Basically, it was crazy. Basically, bring him to the car park. <laughs> Honestly, I thought you, you I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, like, put him on the doorstop, knock on the <laughs> knock on the door, and run away. <laughs> Almost, almost like that. It was like, bring it to the car park. You, someone come in, come to reception. We will then come out to him. We'll check him outside. Then if we need to, we'll bring him in. So it was like, you know, he was, he was kept in the car. Someone went in. Doctor comes out all suited and booted with the, you know, the, the um, protective gear and all that. Check him. And then they did, they checked him over in the car, but then they did take him in. But when they took him in, it was like, right, don't touch anything, don't touch door handles, don't, you know. So it was kind of in isolation. <clears throat> From his tests, what they reckon is that he'd had it, but had recovered, but had then got something on his chest from, from it, for, you know, as a, a kind of it become a complication, if you like. <clears throat> Which then antibiotics and what would, would help with him. But, but normally, you know, with, with uh, coronavirus or COVID-19, they, they don't. Antibiotics are worthless, but something that happened to his chest. So he kind of fought it. And they were saying this with kids, they tend to kind of just bite it. It's uh, it's almost like um, I mean, I, you know, I'm no expert. On it, but I think it's one of those things where if you've been, you know, if you've got asthma or isn't as you get older, these things creep in. And if you smoke and etc. 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 But um, 
it was a lonely kind of... We, we just thought, well, obviously, we're in isolation. My wife had already had it. She'd kind of been knocked out by it. The kids had. So when I was in, it was almost like, well, let's just... If we just totally isolate, that's that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jesus, it was a mad old, mad old time. And then, and then from the Wednesday... Thursday, I kind of got out of bed. And then over the weekend, just quickly, I kind of started feeling... I still don't feel 100%, but nothing like... I mean, it's it proper. Yeah. Knocks, knocks you on your ass. Well, like well, um, well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, there's what? It, it, about 500 people. See, it, 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 sorry, you can completely see. To me, I lay there thinking, if, if I had any other problem... I mean, if you'd have been through it, you know, whatever, just the general stuff, if you just had an operation or whatever, having that on top of you being ill, you, you can see why people are... In, in trouble with it and you can right. see why yeah. when, when, when they first discovered what he was doing you can see why this whole isolation thing um, why it's so important you really can because I'm sure the um, World Health Organization are just going Christ you know you've got anything going on and then you have this on top yeah um, you know I think I was really well all four of us were really lucky that none of us have, none of us are big smokers or anything like that none of us have got asthma no one's got any general problems um, in that sense. And you just kind of like, you know, that, so we kind of all <coughs> sort of came through, you know, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, you know, like you said, you, you've, you know, you, you, you made it through. Um, thank goodness. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, apart from, apart from all of that. Well, I, it's, it almost seems, it almost seems um, uh, trivial to um uh to to even kind of talk about the band now <laughs> no, no, and i tell you what the, the lovely thing was that the lads like the messages through from people the lads put something up on uh on instagram and oh it just meant it just really does help it's bizarre <coughs> i'm not a massive kind of i do i do sort of instagram things but it's really strange out just little pockets of sort of messages coming through just really do kind of lift your spirits and yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. But um, well, and then well, on, on, on top of that, as well, sorry, I put, I put my bloody back out. We had to cancel a bloody trip out to, to Istanbul. <laughs> it was just <coughs> on top of it. Honestly, March 2020 is just going down as my shittest month ever. Even though the album came out and did really well, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's like. One one brilliant side of the coin, and then the really shit side of the coin. I've just got both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Honestly, um, I, I feel for you. <laughs> I feel for you. It's been a, it's been a shit time, but um, I, I'm glad I was able to uh, cheer you cheer you up a little bit with that Igor album. Oh, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one tracker in particular, Hollow, is it Hollow Tree. Yes. Uh, Hollow, yeah, yeah, Hollow Tree. Yeah. Oh, man, man, that, that's a that's a cracking track. Yeah. So yeah. So I I was lying there, obviously still kind of. Checking my phone and bits and bobs. And yeah, when you sent me that across, I was like, oh, <coughs> oh that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, so bits, bits and bobs like that, it's really, it's mad, isn't it? How music kind of, <laughs> it sounds really cheesy, but it does kind of help you through stuff, you know? It's kind of, yeah, brilliant. Well, no, absolutely. And I think, I think, um, uh, now, especially, I've always been the kind of person that, like, you know, if I always like to, you know, if I discover, you know, a band or a movie or whatever, I'm, I'm keen to share it with my friends. But I think now more than ever, 
is a time yeah. for everybody to be sharing as much as we can with each other because um, you know we need to uh, we need things to occupy ourselves and you know we, yeah. we, need, we need things to keep our spirits up. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, how are you finding that the, the, the sort of lockdown and doing bits and bobs at home and are you getting on with stuff or has it kind of freaked you out? Have you fried you a bit or? Um, I've I've um, oh check you oh. check you out doing the interview. Um, <laughs> I, I've been losing control of my podcast to guests. I've been um, uh, I've, I've, I've been recording shitloads of interviews. Um, funnily enough, I was down the post office today to mail out um, a ton of anniversary obnoxious tour T-shirts that we released on Monday because it was the thirtieth anniversary of the album coming out that day. Um, I've just signed off on a video. That's why I had to. That's why I had to sort of say, "Can we delay it a bit?" Cause, oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'd, I just had to sign off on a, uh, the final cut of the video, which is going to go out tomorrow, which the label have done on basically the history of uh, of the album from, you know, ex-members who were in the band at the time and, you know, recorded the album. We've got current members talking about it, fans, all sorts. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So that's so, like a 30th, a 30th sort of celebration thing. Yes, yeah. In, oh, in, in, in fact, I'll, in fact um, I'll ping you a link because it's... Um, it's on YouTube, but it's just unlisted, so you could never find it. Oh, um, okay. So okay. when we're, when we're done, I'll, I'll I'll ping you it. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, so just yeah. like so, so that's that's come about. And funnily enough, I was actually able to get down to the post office today, um, and that that they're open sporadically this week, and I I managed to land on when they were open, so I was able to like get all of it done today, which is ridiculous in this yeah. current scenario. Um, but so I've had those bits and pieces going on, but mainly talking to people like yourself, I'm, I'm just going to like ramping up the podcasts, um, uh, production, um, and, 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 you know, for, for no better reason than I'm sat around plenty of time to talk to people and everybody else has got not many plans. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've all said what they need to say to everyone else in the house. So it's now like, I need to speak to someone outside the house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I've, um, I've, also fi- I've also finally got round to recording um, the first episode of the movie podcast that I'm going to be bringing out. Um, oh, okay. And um, so that's movie bollocks. I've got talking bollocks, and I produce a radio radio show for my um, for the Patreon for Patreon subscribers, and that's um, uh, and that's radio bollocks. So I've got three bollocks basically. Um, <laughs> that's where that's where I was going with that. Uh, it's, it's not really worth it as a payoff, really. Um, it was but, worth the wait. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of which, are you uh, are you uh, a, a movie um, a movie kind of guy or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm into into movies and things. Um, you know what though? What I find is since having kids, that that's my main problem. Just like sitting down and having time to bloody digest it. But yeah, when I can, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything decent I saw recently. You know what I saw the other night, which I kind of missed as it came out. Not exactly sure when it came out, but I saw the Joker the other night. And um, oh, what was the other one? The other big one. That's uh, ah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, is it? Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, they kind of passed me by when they came out. And I kind of, I kind of sat and watched them the other night in a in a lockdown sensation. And uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought they were great. Yeah, yeah. But over the time, you know, we tend to kind of watch a lot of movies when we're on the road and stuff. And it's that classic thing of, um, uh, you know, when you're travelling loads. Yeah, I tend to download stuff and watch it on, on tablet. I'm trying to think recently anything that sort of. 
Did you? Uh, so did you? Um, you, you liked both those, did you? Um, Once upon a time, I did actually. Um, I did actually. Yeah, exactly. I did. I did. To be honest, yeah. Oh, Are you not a fan? Well, I was going to say, in that case, I'm definitely going to get you on the podcast because because um, I uh, I didn't like either of them. Uh, oh, look at it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I. I, I uh, I'd love to get you on purely because it's yeah. you know it's a, it's a great chance to just delve into something that's not music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm trying to think because there's stuff on the on the road. The, the one recently that I saw that blew. blew it's all right, my mate. Mind. It's all right, mate. You've passed your audition. Okay, you're on. Okay, we'll have a chat at some point. Yeah, yeah. One, one to check out just very quickly. Just check yeah. out. Go on. Is um, it's called uh, Passive Blood. Passive. It's a Passive. Pass. Pass. P A T H Path of Blood. Oh, um, right. okay, right. YouTube kind of download movie, um, and it and it's it's just it's it's crazy. It's, it's almost like a documentary type thing where a guy basically find. Um, hang on, hang on, don't hang on, I, 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 don't don't tell me. I'm gonna. You've told me. I'll go watch it. Check it out. Check it I, out. I, I will. That's that, I watched it on the road, and it's one of those ones where you literally take you obviously in the back of the the the. the Boss van, whatever you're traveling in, take your headphones off and just go, Jesus Christ, what have I just watched? It's like, but yeah, Google it and have a look. But it's really, it suddenly just opens up a side to things. That's all I'll say. It opens right. up a side to things, which is kind of, oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, well in, uh, in, in which case, that is a good, that's a good jumping off point for our, um, for our interview on the movie podcast when we do that. Okay, there you all go. Right, yeah. right, great. Now, so edit, edit, edit all this out then, all this bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the thing is, thing is I, uh, you know, it's it's good for people to um, to hear, especially at the moment, it's good to hear for people that, you know, you, you know musician being, musicians are human beings too. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I, I think people can, you know, people can come and watch you night after night on tour and go, like, oh, wow, isn't it great? You know, wow, being in a band, it must be great fun. And um, and it's like, well, yeah, and oh, being a celebrity, that must be brilliant. And but and it's and it's like, well, yeah, but everybody has the same fucking problems and worries, insecurities, family issues, whatever they are, going on yeah. all the fucking yeah. time. Absolutely. And yeah, and absolutely. and there's and so yeah, you know, you, you you might be on stage and and wow, doesn't that look like the life? But you might be absolutely juggling ten kinds of shit for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funnily enough, you know, this this is really really interesting. The reason um, when I put my back out, I went to this physio guy, and one thing he said to me, which was great, and he was fantastic, but he did all the kind of you know the crunching and all the usual kind of stuff, you know, with the sort of physio on my back, sorted me out brilliantly. He was oh mate, he was perfect. But one really interesting thing over the time, I went to see him like three times in the week when I did it, and he we just got chatting and stuff, and he said after time, he gave me all the stats. Saying, you know, to be honest, people don't ruin their backs by lifting pool tables. and They don't. You won't be able to lift it. You can't do it. So half the time, and I thought he'd be the opposite to this, but he was saying most of the time it is down to what you've got going on. So think about it. What have you got going on? And I was thinking, well, we've got the tour coming up. My dad had been really ill. And, and just stuff like that. And as I started talking about it, he said, there you go. Said, That's what it is said you've just got you're juggling loads of stuff and all of a sudden your back's just literally gone right mate just stop for a minute yeah down tools and give yourself a minute that's what it's doing he said that's your body just saying just hold fire for a minute he said and then you know and you can that's why i said all backs and, and pulls muscles 
it's when you're tiny shoelaces. It's when you're bloody lifting a cup of tea. It's when you. It's not when you're doing something really strenuous. Ninety nine percent of the time. And and I thought that is so true. You said it's psychological. It's completely it's in your head. It's not in your head, as in as in it's um, not really there happening. You said it's it's the stress and yeah. your body reacts in a certain way. And like you just said, you know, yeah, you can be doing shows or touring or recording or whatever. But you know, Christ, we're not it, okay for an eighteen year old. That's one thing. But for, for people of our age, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> life life's still going on. You know, you got you got bills to pay. You've got you know family to consider what's going on and you know things are happening and yeah it does it does build up same as with everyone else and yeah. i think with with us as, as, as therapy and, and the bands i've played for in the past the one thing I, I do think is that i've been very lucky in the sense of i've never really done the whole party band where you're some kind of, you know you see these kind of you know i remember back in the day you'd see these sort of heavy metal bands who were from bloody Barnsley or something, but they thought they were from LA and it was just bullshit. Just complete. I mean, not even like daft. It was just complete bullshit. Luckily, I've never kind of been in that kind of field. So all the bands I've been, in have been pretty straightforward and what you see is what you get type thing. Um, luckily. So you are able to kind of be, but I always worry about, not worry. <laughs> I don't, don't lie at night worrying about them, but, but those people, who've just got to put on this kind of happy face all the time, they're the ones who you want to worry about. They're the ones who, in the end, you know, when they've got shit going on and they've still got to kind of... For me, if we're grumpy, it doesn't really... We are what we are. And I think people kind of take... It's that kind of punk sort of side of things. People kind of appreciate that or accept that, if you like. It's far easier <laughs> for us to just be honest about what's going on, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, well, I, the thing is, I think, um, yeah, genuine is is what is, is the word I'd use for for therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's or genuine, authentic. You know, there's another one um, yeah. because that's well. I, I also think the fact that you've been together so long as well it, is it kind of un, it just you know that's the foundation. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know people are always suspicious of bands that have had a lot of lineup changes. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, I, that's that's what I feel. Do you know what I mean? And I think I, I think that's I think that's I think that is right. That's cut me right down the middle. That's fifty percent fan, fifty percent um, band. I'm 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 absolutely, you know, it, it completely believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there is something. I think also, I suppose, with, with your output as well, what you're doing, sort of, um, if you're kind of stable and you you know blah 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 that that in itself kind of breeds into uh what you're putting out as well record wise and tunes and, and stuff yeah yeah i was talking well i was talking to marcos agueda on a recent podcast and he was he was saying their lineup has been together 10 years now and he was like it's it's the been the smoothest most productive most enjoyable 10 years of our career because it there hasn't been the stress of trying to bed new people in yeah, 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 yeah. You know? That's the thing, you know, you, you get so many people who talk about being in a band, and after time, the things that people, the questions people ask, it's not about what they're asking that is important when you're in a band. I mean, cause that, that's very, very true, you know, that kind of thing of, you know, certain people, they can sit and practice all they want and be as, as awesome as they want, whatever, but if they can't get on with people, <laughs> yeah. or they don't know when to, you know, 
yeah, just simply shut the fuck up at a certain point. You know, at two in the morning <laughs> on a, you know, whatever, a wet Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want, you don't want it. It's like you've got to kind of understand teamwork and how, how things work and, and, and sort of be... Uh, Socially aware. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, sim- yeah, simple as that. Simple as that. And some people... Yeah. Um, do struggle with that, and that can that can be from your upbringing. Can be why there's so many explanations for it, but um, you know, often people think, oh yeah, it's all about just how you know how fast you can play a certain thing, or how you know, etc., etc. Um, and it's it's not at all. I I don't think you know when you're actually out there doing it. There's so much more to it. So much more. Well, it was like when I, I was um, uh, Russ uh, Russ Russell. I was talking to him, and he said um, oh. he said like 50% if not more of his job than that is like psychology you know it, it's working yeah. with a band in an intense situation for uh, you know uh, and everybody wants their say and you know reading the band dynamic and how best to deal with each member and all the rest of it and absolutely and, yeah, and yeah. he's and he's got hardly any time to to figure any of that out um yeah. and then and then it's like yeah that is what it's like that's like a tiny microcosm of what it's like being in a band yeah 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 yeah. i can totally see that as a producer yeah with um <coughs> someone like that who's, who's got to get yeah the best out of four three five people however many you know and, and just think like okay well that person needs you know he's a bit of a diva and needs a bit of, bit of attention and that person yeah yeah i can completely see that and like you say got to think on their feet pretty quick producers you know oh he, um, like the worst scenario ever there's like someone's gonna someone's gonna track, and the person who's tracking doesn't want a particular, or rather, you as a producer don't want a particular other member of the band to be in the room while that person is tracking. But the person you don't want in the room really, really wants to be in the room, <laughs> and and that's why you don't want them there because you know they're going to be fucking trouble. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just oh. Honestly, what a, what, what a shit show! But um, so, what's um, what? I mean, uh, look, I'm getting questions all the time about what we're doing about our tour, but I, I, it's it's a it's a fairly small one. Um, I mean, you've you're you're having to rebook all sorts of shit, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. Our manager and agent have been bloody awesome with it. Um, as soon as it all kicked off. Uh, the sort of cancellations and the and the sort of the whiff of the lockdown and how it was all kind of panning out. Um, we kind of put the brakes on it straight away. So thinking about it, sort of just bear with me because I probably get the dates wrong here. But in we were meant to go out to Turkey and then this, this my back issue happened and then straight after that we came home. I think we had a week at home and then we were going out to Europe, starting in Germany, bringing us right round. Uh, we did uh, Belgium and Holland and uh, coming back doing Manchester and London. So that was all, all in place. And then we were going to do some festivals and then go back out in September to take us up to Christmas. So that was all, all kind of in place. And then as, as the lockdown sort of or talk of things started to happen, our management straight away just said, right, well, let's just get a grip of this. And spoke to all the promoters and said, right, effectively we would rather be fair to the fans and fair to everybody and say, well, let's cancel this now and rearrange straight away. Because as soon as everyone starts getting in, going into lockdown, you're not going to be able to rearrange. You're not going to be able to, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. So 
let's do it now. So we were really lucky in that sense. Um, our management and agent were really proactive. So we've just had to shift everything to the back end of the year, which what it's not a problem. just means that we'll be doing far more shows between September and Christmas than we were going to be doing. <coughs> Excuse me, which is fine. Um, but we'd kind of, we'd kind of paced it, um, you know, just, just how you do. We'd kind of do yeah. three weeks, four weeks, come home, do another two weeks, come home. Whereas now I think we're going to kind of do a, do a bit of a stretch from September right through till Christmas. But it is what it is. And, and we're determined to get out and, and redo the, the places that we had booked. Uh, and luckily, um, that's the way it's looking. Everything's coming into, into, into place. So, um, well, yeah, because um, uh, this this Saturday gone a few days ago, um, I should have been we should have been chilling in your dressing room having a beer together. Yes, the Camden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and all that you know that was sold out, God knows how long ago and stuff. And you just think we were so looking forward to it, and that's the weird thing. Eh? It's like you're so looking forward to it, and also psychologically, you get built up. And I'm now with having the. the two kids and stuff like that, you have to almost like build yourself, to, I do anyway, I have to kind of get into a mindset of, right, I'm going away, yada, 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 leaving the family for two or three weeks or, or however long. And then so suddenly just like the bubble to burst, bing, you're not going anywhere. It's kind of like a weird, weird thing that goes, your head goes through. It's like, oh, okay, shit, right. So you're not doing that now. And, um yeah, so really I, I, forward to it, mate. yeah, so well, well, look, just just between you and me, all right. Um, <laughs> don't you don't need to play this back to your wife, right? <laughs> but but when you go out on when you go out on tour again, you are going to be so fucking looking forward to it. This is going to be oh, untrue, mate. <laughs> mate, mate, I'm telling you. I said to the lads after everything that's gone that you know I've I've been through over the last kind of month, right? I'm actually worried. September to Christmas, I'm worried for 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 what's gonna what's gonna be going on because I'm gonna explode. I'm telling you, I'm just gonna be so for <laughs> it. It's gonna be mental. Every, so, it'll be like it's your birthday every night. Uh, yeah, it could. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I fear, I fear for the audience because I'm gonna be just going loopy. Yeah, 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 it's it, it, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a bit special. But does it? Okay, but, yeah. but but also, right? You rescheduled the tour, but. Um, you know, one thing when you talk about any topic, you know, and the lockdown, there's always there's always like you you, know, you look at a problem, and no matter what it is, no matter what you're talking about, what you know, whatever sphere of entertainment, business, whatever it is, you see a problem, you start talking about that problem, and the one thing that always happens is there's never an answer, and it usually just leads to more problems. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As as people start like <laughs> investigating the subject, it just means that there are more and more problems that we don't have answers for because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, so yeah. basically, the point I'm getting to is in a very convoluted way, but hey, fuck it. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. What kind of knock on effect uh, are you gonna f- are you gonna feel any? As in, with you know, I know you you're writing on you're writing the album at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so we're Ryan and stuff. I think at the minute we've kind of, well, obviously because we're, we're all so far apart, we're not meeting up at all, obviously. But we, um, yeah, just just tinkering away with stuff at home ourselves um, until we just see what happens when when things start to be relaxed. Right. We're a little bit like you said, you know, you just you've got to go with the flow. We do, we 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 have festivals all in place, and we're kind of hearing 
yeah, that's still happening, that's not happening now. You know, we're, we're so up in the air. There's not... The, there's no point in getting your knickers in a twist about it. It's like, no. it is what it is. No, so I, that's just, you know, yeah. um, the, 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 um, the Abbey Road um, Great Sits came out. That's, that's done great. And so for me, that's given us a bit of time. You know, people can kind of digest that over the summer and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's not like we, we've, we've got to get an album out before the end of the year and stuff like that. So we can just, let's just take a time, get it right, get it so that the three of us are happy, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. What's going on now? It is. It is what it is. So it's just one thing I, I found is that normally, you see, I've got a bit of a settle away from the house, which is like electronic drum kit and this that, and the other. And uh, I'm trying to get that back into the house and and kind of just just to kind of set up a bit of a, you know, things like that where you're just juggling trying to trying to kind of arrange stuff. So I've got a bit of a studio set up, which basically is in, in the old the old family home where my, my, my dad's still there, you see. So I've got like a back bedroom just full of drums and bits and bobs and stuff. So, but I'm trying to get my electronic kit at my house. Um, but I'm kind of steering clear on my dad. So God, like that. so it's shit like that that I'm thinking of, not not what's happening in three or four months' time. I'm going like, right, how can I, how can I get in there without coming into contact with my dad? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, he's 83, so really, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm the same with my mum. She's 84, 84, but um, she's up 200 odd miles away. So um, I'm, I think I'm, that's a safe enough distance from me. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's I'm all right. But um, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's kind of you're right. You that that greatest hits has just kind of filled a nice little gap for you there, hasn't it? It's really, yeah. really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bought you a nice little bit of time. Really, yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, as a so basically, as a you know, as a place for all this to land uh, in a career pers- uh, perspective, it's it's kind of, the timing's not that bad. If it just means that you've had to reschedule one tour, it's not really going to affect the timing of anything else. So it's 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 not too bad, really. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And the well, thing is yeah. as well, I mean, one, one one thing I was thinking was, uh, you know, just depending on you know, the only thing is, I suppose, if it's extended, and if it is. It is. It is for the right reasons. So no one, you know, yeah, exactly. no one's going to know about. It. But what I would like, and which is really important, I think, is that we we do the shows late in the year at a point where everyone's comfortable. My main thing is that is my big thing. I don't want to play in front of crowds who are still kind of, and obviously everyone's going to be hung over from this. But there is that element of you know, let's go and do the gigs when it's right to do them. You know, let's not just go and force our, our way on, on onto people. You know, like um. That's my big thing. I want to make sure the crowd's comfortable, everyone's comfortable. Otherwise, um, that doesn't sit right with me. So, um, and I'm sure it doesn't with anyone else. So, uh, that, that's the big thing. I hope you know um, p- people people get a get a get a grip of what's going on, and we kind of understand what. And if it's not safe to do them well, and it, and it gets postponed again, well, so be it. It's just the way it is. I, I think it's really important that we get our priorities right. Like, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, but I, to be honest, uh, like I said, I think I think by the way, the, the your management and your backroom staff, what a great job they've done. You know, mm. basically, oh, yeah. you know, being ahead of the being ahead of the game with everything and and saying right, let's just reschedule it now because that is a because I, I mean we're you know we're sort of rescheduling bits and pieces. We're hanging out. I got an email from Bloodstock today. They are still. You know, they're still mm. kind of like 
I thought yeah. that. Yeah, they're, they're still going ahead, aren't they? So what's the blood? Well, what's the blood well let, let's let, yeah, let's let's not. Oh, oh let, okay, no, okay. Well, no, 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 no. What I mean is, yes, they get it's going ahead at the moment, but and you know, yeah. it, it, yeah. it's August. We don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. um, I mean, let's say, let's say, like July the first, restrictions start be getting lifted. Start getting lifted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That let's say that's July the first. Are at, at what point is it going to be okay to have twenty thousand people in a field? <coughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And it and is. you know and and but and by then, I mean we may we may have a vaccine. We may have um, uh, ways of you know uh, ways of people gathering that are, that are that are safe. You know, such as like you know, walking through fucking foot baths or chemicals, whatever. I don't know. You know, but. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just laughing at the idea. I mean, that's brilliant. Should, should have that anyway at Bloodstock as you're walking in the walk. <laughs> well, like, look, and I better be careful here because, um, I, you know, I want to play Bloodstock. I want it to go ahead. And more importantly, I completely agree and stand shoulder to shoulder with them on their stance, which is we are not cancelling because we're in August. And I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, download had to, you know, cancel it in bloody June. Yes. But, you know, we're, we're in, we basically, you know, we're talking very nearly six months away. So, I, you know, I think, I think they've got to give it every chance to go ahead. Every yeah. chance. And I'm, and I, I mean, I've got to be honest, if Bloodstock doesn't go ahead, that will be my worst, the worst thing that has happened to me in the entire lockdown. So I can't really say that. Um, you know, I've, I've had a bad lockdown. If that's the case, you know what I mean. But I would be yeah. absolutely gutted. Yeah, 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 Cause it's, yeah. Because yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's um, you can understand them trying to. You just like I said earlier on, you just come, it's, you just you end up talking yourself full circle there because when you actually look at it and go in the scheme of things, if it's got to be. If it's got to be cancelled, it's got to be cancelled. That's that. So you kind of oh yeah, oh yeah. You want it. You want it to happen, of course. Yeah. Um, and from their end, yeah, like you say, you can understand why they're sort of saying, well, you know, let's just see what happens. And to be fair, across Europe, I think they're the same. Oh, so yeah, think, ab absolutely. And I think, that, I think their stance is, is common sense as well. Um, yeah. Because, it, well, quite simply, it just keeps coming back to that same thing we keep saying. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No one knows. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't make decisions based on what you don't know. You can only make decisions based on what you know. And at the moment, what we know is that if it was if it, if it was next week it would be cancelled yeah sure it's yeah, in yeah. august we don't know yeah 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 so it's just yeah we'll we'll just wait and see just wait yeah. and see but um yeah it's um and and also what the, what the whole industry looks like after all of this is going to be is an interesting question as well because I know a lot of people have, have said, um, oh, you know, oh, I think people are going to be you know, out of the house. Oh, they want to go to gigs, live music. Yeah. It'd be great. And and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for that. Brilliant. And I am, I'd like to state for the record, a um, an optimist. But I am also a realist. Are people going to be running out of their houses and desperate to go to live mm. music and all the rest of it? They, I mean, don't get me wrong. They may well be. But are they going to be able to do that having spent months earning 80% of what they normally earn. Yeah, there is that. And yeah, and is that. and 
I would imagine there's going to be a, a, a feral jump in unemployment as well. Yeah. And you, you, you also, know, I think people just psychologically are going to have this hangover. Well, yeah, they that go, was they next. Go to a show yeah. And then and then come home and you know do they pass on whatever they pick up at the show to their folks? And I think everyone's yeah. got got their heads around that now that it's not about you being ill. It's about who you're passing it on to that could be more more ill. Well, like. basically, what you're saying is, how long is it going to be before um, audiences are, ha- are are happy to be audiences that's again, that's to be packed in next to each other? That's it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And and, and so so you know there is that. Um, yeah. And um, I, and yeah, I mean, I I I do think that people are going to have to be um, quite um, discerning. They, you know, it's it's like whereas they may have gone to see you know, two bands a month and, you know, been to the cinema four times and whatever, you know, they're going to have to, it, it, everybody's going to be cutting the cloth. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and funnily enough, I, I was listening to a, um, a boxing promoter being interviewed, um, yeah. an American boxing promoter today. And they were talking about like, oh, what about, you know, if, if you know, uh, Fury, ste- uh, um, Wilder steps aside and Fury fights AJ. You know, after after the like uh, you know after all this is lifted, you know, um, you know, w- w- could that happen? He goes, yeah, well, you know, it could. But you know, what you have to remember as well, something that we're going to be looking at is we're going to have to look at our prices. And I was like, oh, right. And he was like, because he said people aren't going to be able to afford what we have been charging for pay per view before all of this happened. Because people ain't going to have the money, so we're already looking at uh, pricing restructure. Wow! So it's like, yeah, right, okay. I, I think, I think to be honest, this is one one sort of uh, one of the things that will come out just a shift in in just general perception of <laughs> um, almost like who's 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 key to keeping things rolling. You know, well, you know, obviously, um, you've got your doctors and your nurses, but you know, you just your delivery guys and, and ladies, and you, you uh, uh, the people who, who keep the, the the wheels greased, if you like, keep everything yeah. rolling. And I think just society-wise, anyone with a, with a brain kind of appreciates yeah. that anyway. But for a long, long time, those those that side of the economy has been kind of. Not so much overlooked, but in general, taken kind of for granted. Taken, taken for, for granted. Absolutely taken. For I, 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 I think, um, you, you know, at the moment, right. you know, you've got all, all, all the. I think, I think, what I'm hoping is that the the blatant sort of, um, you know, the the the, 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 the Boris Johnson and and, and, your, and your, your Tory kind of, you know, classic sort of Eton style. Um, uh, uh, entitlement, yeah, yeah, entitlement, and um, just privileged. These privileged people who stand up, you know, and they've been taught how to how to get up and speak in front of people, and they've actually convinced the normal working man that they are uh, on their side, and it's utter bullshit. Utter bullshit. And um, I'm hoping that something like this, something as, as devastating as this, will just wake people up a little bit to just the the general kind of, and it's very simple, just the general, um, uh, you know, what's important, what is important, you know, uh, and, and not kind of just not toe the line and take the crap that is being spun. Do you know what? 
you know, social media and all that, and all, all you know, the, the Dominic Cummins side of things where everything's like strategically, um, we're being manipulated strategically, everyone. And, and, and you know, I've, I've, I've got many friends who, you know, I, I come from a complete working background. I've got many friends who literally are kind of convinced by these people. They're convinced by Jacob Rees-Mogg. They're convinced. And, I, you know, I will stand there and say, are you serious? Look at the bloke. Are you serious? He, you think he, he, he even considers you as a normal working person? Are you, are you serious? And, 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 but, but what is so clever, and, and I stand by this, what is so clever is that they have almost like convinced a large amount of the public that um, what they're doing is, is right. And it's like, you know, it's like that thing back in the day where someone said the, uh, the, the classic line about, um, you know, the greatest thing the devil ever did was convince everyone that he didn't exist. exist yeah. And it's, and it's that. It is that. It's is that. Like, is that another movie reference you just chucked in there? Just there like, you go. Just off the <laughs> off the wrist, like it was nothing. <laughs> but it is. You know, it is. That's what's happened. They have convinced. They have convinced a normal working bloke that they are on their side. They're blatantly not, but they have convinced them. And that you've got to kind of take your hat off for that. It's like how well, you've done that is pretty. It's, it's evil genius, but it is genius. Well, seeing as, um, how, seeing as how you're you're so you're so in such an upbeat mood at the moment, can I um, <laughs> can, can, can I um, can I can I, piss, can I can I piss you off a bit more? Um, sure. I actually think that two things um, two things great things happened for Tony Blair um, in his uh, premiership. One early on, one a little bit later. Those two things were. And, uh, you know, I, I clarify this, but two great things that happened for him, not two great things that happened. Uh, firstly, the, uh, the death of Diana. Secondly, the Iraq war. Diana happened fairly early into his premiership. He became the, um, you know, the people's princess. That term was coined by Tony Blair. And he got to look regal. And that really helped him. Mm-hmm. Then he got the war, and he was the man. And if you get through a war, you know you, you get the next election yeah. anyway. That's that's a buy, yeah. unless you unless you Churchill, but you know that's you know the yeah. exception that proves the rule. So um, Johnson, uh, uh, Johnson has got the biggest majority since Blair. Few months in, pandemic. He'll be the man that gets us through. That got us through the pandemic. He will be the the the, the Churchill of. Uh, uh, yeah, virus bashers. I'm afraid. So see, because this, because the same working I'm, man, the same working man that, that you're talking about is, um, you know, is is going to be hammered by the media about what a good job he's, he's done. By, and to he's be, but to be honest, to, yeah, but to be honest, yeah. do you know, do you know what, do you know what? Just to put politics on hold for a second here, I would like <laughs> to say I couldn't give a fuck who's in power at the moment. With there's a pandemic and yeah. whoever's in charge, I am behind them 100. percent and anything I can do to help, mm. you know. Yeah, that's the point. It, anyone, anyone who, anyone who is in charge, it, yeah, it, yeah. Include well, the, well, look, the, the, look, the, look, the dudes in the dudes in uh, intensive care. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, and and I think ultimately, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure whatever happens, they'll be they'll they'll look back on how this was handled and there'll be big inquiries and all sorts like that and, and it'll fizzle out and and the reason is because um there is such thing as a pandemic budget that um every government has. Every yeah. British government has. And of course, believe it or not, 
um, no British government in the last 50 years has been keen to fucking uh, have a pretty big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, it's like, the, the, the things where you can tear it apart all you want. Like, in 2016, they did the, the pandemic sort of, when there were paper written about how it would, how the country could cope with, it, you know, the internal mechanism, you know, like the hospitals and blah, blah, blah. And they, and they said, look, this needs to be improved and we need to just watch this. And there was a paper written and a lot of it was ignored. And everyone's kind of been citing that sort of thing. Oh, you know, they should have, you know, it's like, but this kind of stuff happens all the time. And what's going on at the moment is, you know, I mean, it's unprecedented. It's crazy. So you can't really, you know, and I, I agree with you, you know, whatever your politics are, whoever's in power, no one is going to kind of, know what they're doing here they're steering yeah. the ship which is kind of like it's kind of they're trying to get they're trying to get through it as best they can i'm, I'm sure so i'm not i'm not slagging anyone well well every every time something happens <laughs> every time something happens or there's like you know a, 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 a fluctuation somewhere or there's a, a you know a, a legislation brought in or a plan talked about or anything like that straight away um you'll it, well usually within about a few hours you'll get journalists asking questions of um, at, the, at the next briefing that they've read on social media basically what are people saying do you know what I mean because yeah. people will start yeah. hammering you know uh, what someone you know a, a plan that someone's put in place people will start hammering it straight away but some of them will yeah. have genuine concerns and your job as a journalist is to, to address those concerns mm. so usually you hear people you know something's said then you hear people moan about it and then in the next press briefing those moans get thrown at the government as questions by journalists and the government responds to them as to, yeah, well, why we're not doing that and why it was done like that and why you can't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, I've, I've found it quite amusing ultimately. It's like, everyone was like, everyone said, well, you know, they they said like, don't go to the pub on Monday and then they closed them on Friday. Why didn't they just close one? To prevent, (laughs) to prevent panic. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 no, you, you know, you wind things down. You don't <laughs> shut them off. No, no, I know. I think the thing is as well, though. It's one of those things where I, you know, I'm a firm believer in, like you said, about the entitlement, and the privilege. The one thing is, when something like this happens, I think there'll be a wake up call on, on, on both on the right and the left side. To be honest with you, I think a, a sense of um, when things are being done, you're gonna have people having to just go. You know, well, they've they've done their best there. Equally, you're going to have certain things where what I don't like is, and you still see there's, there's still a hangover of it in, in this kind of privileged entitlement sort of mindset where, you know, this whole, the reason you pinpointed one thing, this whole talk of the, the ventilators and stuff where they were ordering 30,000 and then they said, well, actually, we've only got 30 this week. And, I was, and it was all like, that's a hangover from before the pandemic. It's like, don't, don't just say stuff to people. Say what's happening. Just t- tell people what's happening. And if we haven't got the va- ventilators, don't say we have. Yes. Don't say they're on the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just tell us. You know what I mean? Because that's the point. That's when it's still and it's this political thing of well, that's not a vote winner, so we can't say that. That's not this, so we can't say that. At this yeah. point, no, like, no, that's... We, like we both said, it's, it's irrelevant whether you're right or left. It, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. What's going on? It doesn't matter. So forget all the you know, but but it's so ingrained to them. So yeah, yeah, there. no, I, they, I, they can't get out of it. They can't get out of it. And absolutely, I think, I th- and, I, and I think our political, you know, our political classes, um, on on every side of the divide, um, uh, you know, be, behave in exactly the same way when it comes to things yeah. like that. And I think, I think it's a really valid point you're making, which is, um, it's very diff- difficult for politicians to not try and spin stuff 
It's like, no, yeah. no, just, just, just the facts this time. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you do. You know, you don't. You don't. But, but, <coughs> funnily enough, actually, do you know what that's just? Re- do you know what that's just made me realise? Cool. We're talking. We're we're talk- We're sat here having that conversation, right, and saying that you know they find it difficult to spin things because it's you know you've just got to hand over facts and all the rest of it. It's a pandemic. It's a virus. You can't be better than it. You can't. You know. You can't. You can't uh, claim to have a moral high ground. All the rest of it. All the things you'd normally do as a politician. Yeah, you've just got to fucking somehow yeah. figure out how to deal with this shit. Unless, yeah. of course, you're Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I well, don't go. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not even go well, there. That was, um... <laughs> the thing is... Things China. Are China. Oh, my God. Don't. No, don't. He's calling it the Chinese <laughs> virus. It's not racist. It's from China. He's just off the scale, isn't he? He's off the scale. Oh fuck! Me. Look, mate, we've we've look, we, we've we've gone off on a tangent here. The, yeah, the fra- yeah, sorry, the, the fra- yeah, yeah, that yeah. frankly is depressing me. Never mind the listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but um, uh, by the way, I was. Um, oh no! Do you know what? I, I, there's something I want to. T- I want to talk to you about now, but um, I'm going to finish recording because I want to talk to you off air. Right? Okay. All right, mate. Well, look. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your um, your 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 personal health issues, your family woes, <laughs> and your political views yeah, with so people with people trapped in their houses, forced <laughs> to listen to you. <laughs> Barricade the doors, everyone. Barricade the doors. Sorry, I'm so sorry. No, don't be silly. Don't be silly. That's great. Thanks a lot, mate. All right, mate. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Well, I did tell you that we kind of went all over the place and talked about all sorts of stuff. It's a really, um, uh, a really fun chat to do, and I have to say, I've really enjoyed. Um, and not that I don't, you know, not, not that I have, not that I don't ever not, not that I don't ever not. Oh God, why am I making a mess of this? No, no, fucking hell, I don't ever not enjoy this. But some of it's more enjoyable to do to, than others. Some people are more interesting, and, and you just click. But this was definitely a case of um, just talking to people that I know and that I've known for some time, um, and we're just able to just yeah, just have a chat. And it was it's been it's been really really enjoyable. I've enjoyed doing it. I'm enjoying um, doing these for you guys. And like I said at the top, you know, I'm really looking to get as much out as possible. Which would, so it'd be awesome if you spread the word for um, uh, for me as well. I would I would absolutely love that. Please, if you can help us out at all, please do. Um, before we get into the next album, uh, sorry, next album, next interview, Jesus Christ. Um, you wouldn't think it's only two weeks since I've done one of these. Um, I've got to tell you about the, um, uh, the, the Igor album, because I am still just kind of getting blown away by it. Um, I'm, I'm really, really loving it. Um, it's, uh, they've got a few albums out. It's never really, never really... Well, well, their other stuff hasn't done anything for me, um, but the album is uh, the album is called um, Spirituality and Distortion. Igor is spelled I G O and three R's, all one word. Now it's called Electronica. Um, that's the that's the the well Windows Media says that's the kind of music is. It's not. It's insane. Um, it's really odd and it's really really varied. And I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it for everybody. So if you if you like at all, like just the rough sound of it, go and do some digging for stuff from the new album by Igor, uh, Spirituality and Distortion. And um, yeah, that is some bizarro shit, y'all. 
Um, so anyway, I, I hope you enjoyed listening to um, that interview with with Neil. And as what you, what you've noticed as well is the amount of shit going on in now. You know, I'm not having a go at anyone, and this is just the way it is. But I think some people, as we mentioned in that interview, do forget that you have all you know that like musicians, celebrities, whoever it is, have, have all got life going on in the background all the time. And that's a prime example there with um, with Neil, who's just basically been absolutely wiped out and and all the rest of it. But um, anyway, guys, I'm gibbering and jabbering and rabbiting. It's time for another interview. And there is only one way to introduce this guy. My next guest invented the phrase thrash metal. I give you Malcolm Dunn. Hello. Hello there. Oh, good afternoon. Yes, it's just afternoon. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine, thanks. Coping with these strange, strange times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it, they are strange times. That's part of the reason for calling, really, because um, I, I I wondered sort of you know how how everything was affecting you. Uh, I, 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 you know, um, are you busier? Are you quieter? Has anything changed? <laughs> well, work-wise, not a lot to change because I work from home anyway. Yeah. And it's not as if I'm just having to reassess and adjust to not going into an office. So from that point of view, nothing's changed. Yet it's slightly quiet, obviously, because there are no gigs. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, good point. And uh, no visits to the crowbar, uh, which is quite um, strange. But in general terms, it's not too bad. I mean, it's a bit, gets a little annoying around the end of the week when you know, oh, I can't go out, can't go to the, the can't do this, can't do that. But yeah. Needs must, you know. You just have to. And, and, and oddly, I was reading something Gene Simmons said yesterday. For once, I fully agree with him. He said, "Yeah, we're all having to self-isolate, but come on, our grandparents were off to fighting wars. They were going yes. out and dying on fields of battle. So, actually, being asked to stay at home is not the end of the world. It, it really isn't." Well, it, quite right, and you know, far be it from me to agree with uh, with Gene Simmons as I well. Know. But. Um... Occasionally, well, even a broken clock can be right twice a day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, good point. Well made, sir. Yes. But, um, but the thing is, how are you coping? Yeah, do you know what? Everything you just said, same here. I work from home, um, and the, the you know what what I'm missing is gigs. I mean, this is the longest that yeah. I've. This has probably been the longest I've been without performing for about a decade. Um, wow. Because uh, you know whether it, you know it's like. You know, I'm, I'm usually doing at least one or two gigs a week, so to be down to nothing is. Um, and it, and the thing is, it's it's quite it's it's quite unnerving as well because you know I've spent over 25 years building a building a comedy career and um, two agent my my well, I have two agents both both have gone under um, both owing outstanding invoices so that's that's basically no payment for gigs I've done no bookings for when I no bookings for when I come back. And uh, it's, but I can't complain. It's happening all over the place, and you've just got no idea oh. what the comedy circuit will look like when, 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 when we come back. No idea what the music circuit will no. look like. No, well, I mean, I think the music circuit uh, faces collapse. Mind you, it's so many different sectors of society are now actually staring in the face of total disaster, now yes. complete meltdown, uh, yeah. and we don't know what it's going to look like when things finally lift. Then who knows how long that's going to be. Well, it really struck me yesterday when I was watching the latest briefing and they said that um, and the government were giving half a billion pounds to 
to the charity sector. And it's yeah, like, oh my God, right. We, we're, we're now giving charity to the charities. This is how bad it is. Well, I mean, you look at it and think um, charities are probably going to suffer hugely because people are looking for their money and thinking, we can't afford to give away anything. So we're going to hold on to it, which is under, completely understandable. But it yeah. makes the charities now thinking, oh my God, we're going to have no income. We're going to have no money coming in to do what we do. How, do, how are we going to survive this? Well, absolutely. It, I mean, it's the little things. Funnily enough, I mean, I noticed on my mobile bill, I've, I've been, I've got, a, I've got a, a rogue seventeen-pound one-off charge, and it's not for a call; it's for extras. And I've tried to, tr- I've tried to query it with O2, but I can't because yeah. there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. I mean, you can't actually query them from the bank. They're only taking them even. Yeah. You, the, the the phone service, which I sometimes call just to get automated updates on your account, uh, you can't even get that. They basically say we're only taking emergency calls. It's well, define emergency call. And how do you know it's an emergency until you until you take it? <laughs> well, yes, exactly. You know, um, uh, it's just <laughs> that, that's a good point. How do you know what well, define emergency? Yes, it's it's it's, it's so completely strange. But the whole sector, I mean, the. I mean, I feel sorry for small venues and small bands because when this is lifted, I mean, the number of tours rescheduled for September, October, November from big bands, and this is going to these are going to squeeze the small bands completely. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, I'm uh, yeah. I I think there's I think there's um, a, a scenario here whereby. Um, little bands can survive, and in fact, may see may may see their their um, their shows being better attended, because mm. I, I'm I know that uh, you know a fair few people have said, oh well, you know, people are going to love, you know, people are going to be like running out of their houses to experience live music again, um, and and something I've, you know I've been discussing with a few other guests has just been that well, that'd be lovely, but they ain't going to have the money. No, I agree with you. And the other problem that's occurred to me is the mega bands are going to carry on charging extortionate ticket prices. Ah. So you're going to have people saying, well, uh, okay, I want to go and see whoever. Um, let's just pull a name out of the hat. Um, Metallica. Now, I'm not there touring at the moment, but uh, uh, Smith. And so I'm going to have, go along there, but I've got no money left to go anywhere else. So some the smaller bands. I w- it's not going to happen, but I would love to see the huge bands saying, right, we're going to cut our ticket prices now and we're going to encourage people with the money they say, go along and support your grassroots. They well, won't do it, of course. Well, you know what? Um, I, I, listened, I, I was listening to an interview with an American boxing promoter the other day and he was being mm. asked to speculate on, you know, big fights in the future, Anthony Joshua oh, yeah. and Fury and all the rest. And he, and he said, yeah, 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 it's all possible, blah, 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 blah. But we are at the moment um, in meetings, virtual meetings, Discuss, yeah, discussing yeah. discussing what the landscape looks like after all of this, and we are already beginning to restructure our prices because people will not pay what we were charging before all this. Well, I hope that's what happens. I really yeah. do hope that um, prices come down and people realise that, I mean, more than anything else, of course, Premier League footballs and footballers are going to have to take a big hit because I think people say, we had enough of this. We're not prepared to pay this extortion that amount of money anymore. Well, it's, no way. it's funny you should say that because it's come out. They've formed, they've formed their own charity um, and, they've, uh, and they're, they're giving hundreds of millions to, um, to, uh, to the NHS and various other, chari- and various other mm. charities. It's just taken a bit of time. Because what they didn't want to do is basically uh, 
just pay less tax by by earning less money. Yeah, um, that doesn't help anyone. So, um, but the point the, the the point I'm getting to is, well, the footballers were put under pressure, and um, and they've responded. Well, what about the hedge fund managers? What about what about actors? Oh no, I'm Oh no, you're absolutely right. I think um, footballers are the main scapegoats and put in the firing line unfairly. Yeah, uh, and it should be. Yeah, what about them? What are they doing? Uh, but you're right in terms of once this is over, I think ticket prices have to come down. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. I think well, the the world marketplace is going to change. France has already gone into recession. Um, yep. You know, people are talking about and and funnily enough, you're talking about you know um, generations going to war. I mean, my 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 mother's generation. Um, spent a childhood being bombed and now she's mm. in her 80s and she's locked in a house scared to death that she's going to die from this so you know there's there, there's it, it, it really sucks for some <laughs> for, oh, for, no. for some generations but um but yes the 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 look of you know how everything's going to look you know again using my mother as a reference reference point she was saying you know People, people remember the Blitz and said, but what it won't tell you in any history book is that rationing was more of a hardship than the war. And oh, that, rationing went on for years after the war. Well, this is, and, and basically, we are, we're in the war right now. And yes, we are. it might, you know, it's, it, what, even when restrictions start getting lifted, it might get worse before it gets better. Well, realistically, we're not going to see the full lifting of restrictions till, towards the end of the year. I think that we're slow easing by maybe next month, but it's going to take time. And yeah. I can see um, all the festivals. Well, I know that Bloodstock are holding on, and I'm confident they can get to actually still present the festival because it's at the end of August. But before that, I don't think there'll be any outdoor shows. I think they'll all go. Well, I, well, the thing is, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of things to play into this, isn't there? One, um, the lifting of restrictions. It'll begin, but it will it will be slow. And you know, the mm-hmm. same the same way putting the restrictions came in was slow they'll be slow yeah. to lift they'll lift them you know a bit by bit um but at what point the government say yeah it's fine to have twenty thousand people in a field yeah that's all of twenty thousand people in a stadium yeah 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 Not absolutely like absolutely so you know it really is and all then there's the other thing which is the psychology of people wanting to be in a crowd well yes that's going to come into play big time as well um, I really wish this lockdown had happened when it should have done earlier in the year. Just psychologically, you think about January, February, when it should have been brought in. Dark nights, miserable weather, people would have been quite happy to stay at home. Now look at it. Yeah, but we'd Wonderful sti- sunshine. We'd still be locked in. We'd still be locked in. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, have, changed the, we wouldn't have changed the path of the virus. It's, un- uh, it's no, unstoppable. No, but I think by now, I think we'd be in a situation where we've seen the peak. And look at Wuhan. They're out now. I'm not suggesting we'd have full restrictions lifted by now, but I think restrictions yeah. will have been used by now. But if and you I look, think we missed a trip by not doing it earlier. But if you look, if you look around the world, it's all like you know, literally. We we were I, I've, my sisters in Australia, and we were mm. seven days. We were seven days in front of them. Every mm. country's doing it exactly the same. You announce, please don't go to the pub. Then four days later, you shut the pubs. Apart from Sweden, which basically yeah. is still allowing people to go out. Yeah, well, Bela- Belarus has carried on as normal, mate. Their football league's carrying on because basically the yeah. leader of the country says um, uh, he can't see a virus, so it's not a problem. No, it's fake news, so don't bother yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute no, I, 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 There is no right or wrong way to do it, but I think in a way the government, 
there was advice earlier in the year to do it now. And had it been done in, earlier in the year, we'd still be in a lockdown, but probably a less restrictive one than it is now. Because the, the problem I could see this weekend is Easter weekend. Everyone wants to go out. The weather's wonderful. The yeah. days are longer. Are people going to be prepared to think? No, most people will, but you've still got a lot of people saying, we're going out. That's it. We want to go to the park. Yeah. Just, just do it this weekend, and then we'll have a lockdown next week. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just, I, I don't know, you know, managing, it, it's, there, there, there's there's those of us that are, yeah, you know, you've got to do it. It's 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 not great, but it's got to be done. Yeah. But, there, but there definitely seems to be um, in pe- people I know who, who are kind of in denial. Well, there are people, and the number of conspiracy theories going around are ridiculous. Oh, the right. 5G one is the most nonsensical. Oh, all. go on, I haven't heard that one, go on. Oh, it's all down to... 5G actually is to go to the result of it. It's a cover-up. And so, OK, so it's a cover-up. What are they covering up? And where's your evidence? Well, they're just covering up. What are they covering up, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say it's a cover-up. What are they covering up? And oh. uh, that's why you had three or four 5G masks being vandalised last week because oh, of this. God. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's just insanity. Uh, there are still people who insist, uh, oh, it's not as bad as people are saying... Uh, why don't we see any any photos from hospitals packed full of people? We don't. It's not happening. So, oh, for God's sake! Can you just get out of your conspiracy theory head yeah. and actually realise this is very, very serious? But um, well, as, as as I'm sure uh, you know, as I'm sure you'd agree. I mean, uh, we've been you know a pandemic has been coming for years. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. well overdue. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, what people I've been saying this for ages. Viruses are the most ruthless army on the planet. Forget yeah. about ISIS and people like that. They're nowhere near. These the viruses will sacrifice millions of generations to actually find a way through to infect. And they will do, and they will infect. And we haven't got rid of flu. People say, oh, flu. Flu kills 17,000 people a year in the UK alone. Yeah. Flu is still there. All we've done is actually come to a point where we can deal with it, and it doesn't make headlines anymore because people are bored. You know, flu's not a headline-making virus. This is now a headline-making virus. But coronavirus is a whole different number of strains. It's COVID-19, which is the strain, not coronavirus. Coronavirus is an umbrella term for it. Yes, yeah. That people still don't seem to get. But it's not flu. It's something different. And this is what, you're right, pandemics have been coming for a while. Other parts of the world have dealt with other pandemics and were better set up to deal with this one than we were. But it's, um, at least we didn't do what Trump did and just disband his entire pandemic organization set up to actually give early warning and deal with this thing and then claim and deny he ever did it and said, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I heard a great line from somebody the other day. He said, wouldn't it be ironic um, if Trump died of coronavirus? A virus that a, a virus that originated in China and is named after a Mexican beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great news. Yeah, great, great line, great line. Oh, it is a great line. I'd say what I'm, I'd say what I'm dreading all. I'm dreading all of the um, slew of releases with a fucking isolation song on it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. I think the total album isolation is probably going to be released for a start. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be horrendous. It really is. Oh, it uh, is going to be ridiculous. It's going to have so many songs about pandemic, coronavirus, isolation. 
I think coroner and virus should both reform and go out on the road and do a talk. Oh, beautifully done, sir. Beautifully I, I, done. I think, I think they should. I think that would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> How many people would actually not go along to those gigs? Well, we can't go to that. Yeah. That'd be a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, Cor- I mean, coronavirus is on tour. Hang on, weren't they? Weren't they just through here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be tremendous. But we'll, we'll see. But yeah, it's going to be interesting once this actually is over and people look back and say, "Did we really go through that? Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah." And it, it, it's. I, I also think we'll be. I think we'll look back on before all of this and go like, "Wow, we really, really weren't." We just plodded on, like, and we were just completely unaware of how how lucky we were, how good how good we had it. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I think I think this has actually been a real wake up call for people. We have to be a lot more prepared next time because this will happen again. There will be other viruses coming through. Hopefully, hello, remember me? I'm back. Yeah, uh, and uh, and we're still it. I reckon a year off a of vaccine for this, given the way these things have to be developed. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's well, you know, we've just got to wait and see. Funnily enough, someone someone was saying to me, "Oh, you know, it, it, like it's it was you know it originated in flu season. As soon as the weather improves, it'll you know it'll get it'll it'll be burning off and we'll be fine." It's like, well, it's funny you should say that because my sister lives in tropical Australia and they're all in lockdown. Well, yes, exactly. I think this is one of the myths that's been going around. Once the summer comes, the weather will just destroy the virus. No, it will not. Yeah. It'll be less effective, but still around. And I wish people like Brian May would stop going on about different strains and his theories. And Brian May is a very talented musician, also obviously uh, an astrophysicist. And I always listen to what he has to say about that side. But what does he know about immunology? And now he's suddenly coming out saying, I think you'll find there more than one strain going around here. It's the only thing that makes sense. Well, sorry, but where's your evidence for this? Yeah. And you, as a scientist, should not be doing that sort of thing, speculating, because it doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. Speculation and rumour spreading are two things that are incredibly oh. unhelpful in the uh, in, I, in I, the I love the... Uh, oh, you drink a lot of alcohol, that'll kill the virus. Sadly, it won't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it'll just kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You just... Yeah, get, well, you, you should wash your hands in alcohol. Yeah, but the alcohol... in. In, inside hand sanitizers, it's a far greater strength than the alcohol you drink. Far yes. greater strength, and soap and water is still the best way to actually deal with it on your hands. So, so, so what? You, so, what are you saying? Basically, drink hand drink hand sanitizer, not alcohol. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably find that's being suggested by people somewhere. Yeah, oh, probably it'd be it'd be a, it'd be a conspiracy theory somewhere. Oh, um, well, conspiracy theories always abound, and the people. Oh yeah, well you know I've heard this and I've heard that. Well, okay, where's your proof? What I, evidence do you have to back this up? I, I've I've got a friend of a friend who works for Defra. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, haven't we all? Um, yeah. But um, so so are you are you still getting you know sort of back back to back to like what's actually mm. happening at the moment? Are you still getting a steady release a steady flow of? Um, releases through because I'm yeah, I'm, actually, I'm yeah. still seeing I'm not getting the volume I was but I'm still seeing you know my my all about the rock account where I you know get, get albums sent and everything it's, it's still it's still not as much but it's still a steady flow oh yeah it's still a steady flow happening yeah I mean people are still releasing stuff obviously the problem they've got now is that um, physical releases have pretty much dried up because manufacturers have shut their factories which is understandable but digital releases are still happening. 
And why not? And it's a good time to release something because people want to listen to music and they want to do something. And so get your new product out there when it can be heard. Yeah, and when, and, and you, well, you have literally got a captive audience. Well, yes, exactly. People are sitting at home going, what can I listen to? What can I do? Read and listen to music. Okay, watch films or TV. Fair enough. Do Obviously do exercise as well, which is important. Uh, and I've noticed so many bands are now, you know, or individuals streaming live performances from home. Good idea. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Or, or old gigs. I mean, we'll... I'll probably yeah. uh, we'll probably crank out some um, some old shows to 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 put up on on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm on a YouTube channel. We've got tons of old shows on there, and it, and it's it's a chance it's a chance for people to sort of go you know diving through the archives and yeah, exactly. digging out all sorts of other stuff. Get get something out there, and you know people are in a situation where they want to listen to stuff, want to see stuff. They can't actually physically go out, but great, go go out. Do that, and I think people who are doing it fantastic. Now, Steve Hackett's doing a, a note from home, playing stuff in an acoustic guitar, sitting there. Okay, it's not ideal, but it's the best we can do under the situation. Um, enjoy the music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, the, the, the thing is, I, a few people have, um, uh, a few comedian friends of mine are doing online stuff and uh, are doing like an online comedy show, but it's just. It's uh, it's it's painful without a live audience. Yeah, it's of course. Utterly painful because yeah, because you get no feedback. Yeah, exactly. And what's the key to comedy? Timing. So you've got yes. so basically you've you've just got to you've got to, you've got to get yourself in the zone and pretend there's a that there, there, there isn't an audience there and you've just got to leave the right beats for laughs and 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 move on. And it's like, where's the fun in that? No, there, it is. It can't be fun. I suppose at least when you're playing a song, you can just pretend it's a radio session or something and just do it that way. But yeah. comedy relies on feedback. And yeah. you're right, if you're not getting any feedback, you don't know. You, it's difficult to get your time right, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. It's, um, it, it's yeah, it's just bizarre. But, um... I bet it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, ever so slightly. Um so, um, so have you have you discovered anything while you've been uh, you've been um, isolated? You got have you has anything um, arrived in your inbox where you thought, oh, that's um, that's uh, exceptionally interesting? Yeah, there's been a, a few things. A band called Flies of Spies from Hell, all really good. F- sorry, really what, what is that band name? Uh, Flies of Spies from Hell. Right. Okay. They are really good. I mean, I've got the, their new album. It's very impressive. I was quite so. Well, this is good. <laughs> well, so, what kind of what kind of stuff is it? It's very progressive. All oh, right. Um, and it's actually pro- progressive music, piano led, literally piano led, rather oh. than organ like led or anything like that. And it's it's really nice. You were you well are, worth listening to. You are mellowing, aren't you, Malcolm? You've got to. Admit well, no, it. no. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I've still got obviously the heavy side. I love as well. The yeah. Extremely heavy side. And also the new King Buzzer album. You know, um, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Ah, oh, right, His yeah. New album with Trevor Dunn of Mr. Bungle. That's really good as well. Oh, right. I, I didn't realise. Um, I didn't realise Mr. Dunn played on that. Yes, he's on that. And well worth checking. Those two are well worth checking out. Those two albums. Right. Well, well, that's that's certainly something for all of our um, uh, our, our guests to get involved in. Are you doing? Um, are, are you doing many interviews? Because obviously you've got. Yes. You know, you've got. You've, again, captive audience. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, still doing interviews, uh, magazine features, and also sleeve notes, which is 
you know, taking up time as well, which is good. So it keeps me busy. Yeah, keeps you me do. Up the street. Don't you do you do a fair amount of sleeve notes, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, for various labels, and that's been quite sort of hectic. So uh, that's been e- easier to do, obviously, because people are debating, "Well, I'm here, so I might as well do it." <laughs> We're on the same arm on tour at the moment, and uh, can we do it in a couple of weeks? It's one at home. <laughs> So, so how does it how does it work from the from the initial approach? And you know, when you say you know inverted commas sleeve notes, mm. you know, how does it work from the initial approach to to you know? Do they say, well, you know, this is the kind of angle we're looking at, or this is what we want you to do? Or oh, well, no, it... I mean, basically, it's sort of um, can you do the sleeve notes for this album which is coming out? So, what you look to do is talk to people about the making of the album and the circumstances around it. So it's, it's it's that specific. It's not about a career of a band, unless you're giving an overview for a compilation. But usually it's, it's a case of talking to musicians about, okay, this particular album, what do you remember about making it? And sometimes it's difficult. You're talking about more than 50 years ago. How the hell do you remember anything from that? Yes. But, uh, you know, so, so it's like that. So you just track down the music, well, some of the musicians or producers involved and talk to them about their recollections of that era. Yeah, and and I would imagine, it, it, basically, you can only go with what, you, you know, some people remember more than others. So you literally... Well, yeah, and also it's amusing when you talk to people and they have different stories to tell about situations. <laughs> All right, the, you, you, got, you, you, get the, you get the same story, but from different points of view. Yes, exactly. And I suppose there is truthful, as, each is as truthful and as honest as the other. You just and the truth probably lies somewhere in between. But you do yeah. get some people say, "Oh yeah, was, um, I remember we did this from such and such time." And someone else said, no, "That's not what happened." <laughs> yeah. My recollection is this: what this well, is the way it happened. Yeah, it's the it's the old story, isn't it? It's like there's there's three versions to every story. There's your version, yeah. there's my version, and there's what actually happened. Exactly, absolutely. That's precisely yeah. what happened. But that's the way truth notes tend to work. So you you are specifically. Focusing on on one album, that's the, the usual way. Um, and obviously features and magazines are still going on as well, because magazines are still coming out, which is good. Well, yeah, and do you know what? It's funny you should realise, it's funny you should say that about, you know, what people remember, because, of course, this this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of our of our Pink Obnoxious album. Um, oh right! Uh, yeah, congratulations! Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. We had a little. We put a little. Uh, there's a little documentary on the Facebook page, and um, which was great. The label put that together, which is which has got you know ex members, current members, cool. critics, fans, and, and 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 people from bands. It's yeah, and it's been. A, a, if anything, I think the I think the um, uh, the lock the lockdown has really be- benefited us this week because <laughs> um, there's nothing people like more. Uh, of 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 our age, there's nothing pe- a lot of people don't li- like more than um, nostalgia, than reminiscing. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it's always it's got that wonderful feeling of so there was such a great era. Everything was brilliant. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, which is to some extent true. It was also such a bad time and a downtime as well. You're right, though. And then people look back at the 70s, oh, there's such an amazing, a lot of great music. Yeah, and how many rubbish bands were there as well? Well, yeah, and and the thing is, I think it's great hearing back from people about, you know, because obviously thrash, you know, we we were all kids getting into thrash. And, and, oh, yeah, of course. And so, so most of the people who who 
like want to want to talk about the album or the tour we did. Or I've got all these amazing stories from their, you know, from their their early years, you know, their early twenties, and 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 you know, a time when you just, you know, no nobody gave a shit. So you know, you went to see a band, you missed your last train, you sleep yeah. under a bridge, whatever. It's you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, normal. Yeah, yeah. It's just a situation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's just what you do. Um, and then hearing everybody's stories about those times and, and what they got up to and everything, I, I think it, it's it, it, it's great. But it's it's you know, like you said, you know, with everybody locked down, with with everybody locked down, it is just a case of they, you know, they're sort of sitting around and, and actually kind of enjoying that stroll down memory lane together. Oh yeah, it, it was, which is wonderful to actually do that and actually look back at those times and think, so bloody hell, thirty years since you lot put that out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly, exactly. Quite and, astonishing. And and to re, and to sit there and read the comments and and you and you see people start who go like, oh well, I was at that one. Yeah, I was. Oh, hang on, and you mm-hmm. seeing all those conversations take place within you know within the thread is just it's great. It's really really heartwarming. Oh, I bet it is as well. Um, because I mean, in my mind, still thirty years ago it should mean nineteen seventy. It's something. No, that's yeah. fifty years ago. Thirty yeah. years ago is nineteen ninety. Wow. <laughs> I well, do you know what? You're you're absolutely right. I mean, I I always think I always think of things like um, to me, right? Euro ninety six was mm. was ten years ago at the most. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. It's it's so clear in your mind, but you yeah. think, well, King coming up to its quarter of a century. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And also, and, and I think back as well and think like, well, 96, that just only seems like very long. And, and you think, well, hang on, that's, that's, pre my, that's pre-Michael Owen. That is, that is oh, yeah. I was 26 and now I'm 49. Oh, God, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it's a long, yeah, it is a long time ago. But I suppose it would just reach that, that time when you think bands are now coming up to celebrate 60th anniversary, not, not even for 50. 60 years wow <laughs> it's yeah it is it, it is mad and and i think it's i, I mean you know str- we had a similar conversation to this at one point i think when dio passed which is the mm. fact that we because because um it is a reasonably young genre you know metal in general yeah um compared with you know most other traditional forms of music um that you know we we are you know we're we're the generation that are, that are that are going to be around long enough to see the actual innovators pass on. Sadly, you're right. It's obviously going to happen more and more, and we just—it's life. We just have to accept it. I yeah. mean, I, someone the other day said to me, and I was quite taken aback by this, saying, "Did you meet Flo Linnett?" Yeah, I met him a couple of times. I said, "Wow, you must be one of the very few." Really? Oh, come on. There's a lot of people met Linux. But then you think, actually, this person came from a, a later generation. So to them, Linux is an iconic, mythic figure because they didn't have that sort of personal connection to, to draw on. Yes, yeah. And, and it's that era thing as well, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the, the eras now, you think that sort of uh, Metallica next year will be celebrating their 40th anniversary. Oh, bloody hell. I mean, you think, wow. <laughs> I mean, they're coming up to 40. Priests are celebrating 50. I mean, Maiden are well over 40. And, I mean, they're a few years off 50 yet, to be fair to them, but they're still well well past 40. And these bands are sort of, they've been, you know, they have long histories now. Yeah. Very long histories. 
Yeah, yeah, and and it's um, well, you know, it's 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 the you know, it's the it's the the passing of time, isn't it? It's you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's unstoppable, and and it's great because otherwise, you know, time doesn't pass. It means time's over, and that's that's bad news. Um, well, but, yes, um, it is. Uh, but the, the the thing is that we can look back with, with a lot of um, pride, humour, and embarrassment on what happened in the past. <laughs> everyone does that. That that's inevitable. Yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm pleased to, to you know, be been around to watch the year. I mean, the way new wave, the new wave of British heavy metal has become such a, an incredible, nostalgic, legendary time. And you think, yeah, but so much rubbish came out from it. <laughs> yes, yeah. And yet, in certain parts of the world, like Germany, any band associated with the modern is regarded as being massive. Yeah. And you think, wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is it is it is bizarre, um, and I well the thing is it, it's I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I kind of um, it, it's it's hard to get my head around the fact that uh, and you and we'll appreciate this you know we remember when there was just like there was heavy metal and hard rock and that was about it you know yep. in fact I was, it was Johan singer from Candlemas we were talking to about this because he's he's in, right. he's into all of his like trad you know real trad bands mm. um but yeah we were saying it's like that yeah there it was like there was heavy metal that was it oh yeah you know absolutely and, and you look at that you look at that family tree now and it's like wow this you know th- 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 this all happened over the last kind of 20 30 okay. years really um well it has you're right and suddenly you found sub and sub 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 genres and everyone's got their own genre and it's sort of gets incredibly confusing. It's just really fractured the whole thing and fragmented it into diff- different little areas. And uh, you're right. Whatever happens to just metal and rock? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely so much mad. Are, uh, happy days. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, it, it is remarkable the way things have just really opened up. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, traditional metal, I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah, I think it's it's... Yeah, I, I know what you, I know what you mean because um, I don't know. I, when I hear what I would consider to be trad metal now, when it's when it's done well, when it's done properly, I still think, do you know what that you know that that's great that 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 properly properly works for me. You know, being as a kid who's who was primarily you know into thrash, got into metal, and then got into thrash, and it was no look back. But to, even to this day now, you hear some good metal played well, well written, and and it is just you know it, it just it hits all the right places. Oh God, yeah, of course it does, and and it always will. Uh, but you do, you do actually sort of um, get. It's, I mean, the whole the woman thing's interesting because I saw some comments from Joe Elliott. Um, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about the new wave of British heavy metal and how Leopard were never really part of it. And then added, so, well, uh, only Iron Maiden and Death Leopard came out of the Wobble. Who else? And you think, uh, well, what about Saxon? What about Girls Call? Hang on, that's really, really dismissive. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. But from, 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 from somebody who's had a number of platinum-selling albums, I think... Uh, it, that that's that's almost kind of like a yeah you know when we say who came out of it it's like you know of our level 
as it were. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, I've got the quote here. The fact of the matter is only two bands of notes survived in the Wobbling Tag, that's us and I Maiden. And you think, well, Ooh. actually, a lot of bands did. Right. Not just yeah. you of, define of note. Um, I mean, Joe has always been very dismissive of Leopard being connected. We're not heavy metal. Yeah, but the heavy metal phrase in those days didn't actually mean what you think it is now. Because in his mind, he's probably thinking of Slash. Yes, yeah. I mean, metal was... And let's face it, being associated with the Wobbin didn't do Leopard any harm. Uh, well, no, no, it didn't stop them, you know, becoming platinum-selling artists in America anyway. Yeah, it gave them the sting wall, which they obviously took off and made their own careers and became super successful and deservedly so. And the same with Maiden. But, you know, don't dismiss those early days because you got attention in those early days because you were part of a group of young bands coming through. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, also, I just think, I, I, frankly, I just don't think there's any need to ever talk about or be disparaging about your peers. No, I agree. Because there's, there's, there's room uh, for everyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the thing of note is really dismissive. What do you mean of note? Are you talking about album sales? Okay, you were made one of the biggest album-selling bands to come out of the Wobbin. But what about Venom's enormous influence? You can't just dismiss that. And Raven, what about Girls School? What about Saxon, for God's sake? You can't just dismiss these bands and say they don't matter. And by saying off note, you're doing exactly that. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, Joey, and he's got fully entitled to his opinion. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and that, you know, they've been enormously successful and thoroughly deserve to be successful. I mean, they've done some wonderful stuff and they're an incredibly talented band. I've also gone through a lot of shit. Let's face it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I think... It, Coming, coming back to that, you know, the bands who've been around a long time, let's face it, you know, you look at all of the bands who've been around for that length of time and do you know what? They've all got some horror. They've, you know, they've all, they've all got some, you know, they've all been through yeah. things because you just cannot be around that long without having to go yeah, through some it, shit. It is that one, you know, the longer you're around, the more likely you are to suffer from this, this or this. Yes. And there, there is no right or wrong way on that. I'm fed up of people dismissing... Getting, being very dismissive of race of DC, how dare they get Brian Johnson so soon after Bon Scott died? There's no right or wrong way of dealing with this. It was their way of dealing with it. It's, yeah. That's fine. You, you should not criticise, because unless you're in that position, who are you to criticise? Well, I think that's a great... That's a great... Um, uh, that's a great attitude to have full, full stop. We live in such a judgmental society. We, that, we do. Um, that... Yeah, it does my head in. Ultimately, I completely agree with that statement, Um, especially when it comes, you know, especially when it comes to losing somebody, um, you know, whether it's how you deal with it personally or or in business or whatever. But ultimately, um, you know, everybody, everybody handles stuff like that in in a different way. And you just have to do what you do. Absolutely. And people saying, oh, Metallica should split up after Cliff died. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, if you feel that, just don't listen to anything they did afterwards. That's <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easily done, call. isn't it? Yeah, um, it was their call, and I think they had every right to decide to carry on. And if you don't want to actually listen to that stuff, don't. Um, Full uh, stop. By the way, on a complete tangent, while, you, while we were both speaking there, I'm sure listeners may, will have picked up on an aeroplane in the background. And, uh, <laughs> I, just, I, just want to, uh, I just want to assure listeners that... Um, 
Yes, I do live vaguely towards the Heathrow flight path, and um, we do get the, the probably no more than one or two planes a day, as opposed to a lot more. So it's really spooky over here. Spooky. Oh, I can imagine. Somebody actually was in Soho yesterday and sent me photos of Soho at the moment, deserted. And with places literally boarded up, and you think, "My God, this is a ghost town." Yes, yeah, yeah. It's well, that is really that, strange. That is uh, earlier earlier in the um, uh, in the month. I was talking to somebody, and we were sat there and saying, "Look, you know, when this uh, when we, when we come out of this, mm. okay, we're all skint." Businesses are mm. knackered. There's going to be a mm. load of high, st- load of businesses missing off the high street. We are going to have yes. a huge bump in unemployment. Yes. Um, you know, it's going to be, it, it's 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 going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But do you know what? There's all of these generations, and I include myself in this, have had no form of hardship in our lives. I mean, up until now, my you yeah. know hardship would have been I can't, I haven't got any signal. Uh, yeah, good point. Yes. Uh, whereas... It makes you appreciate um, the realities of life rather than first world problems. Oh, I can't get signal on my mobile. Yeah. Okay. So that's the worst thing you have to deal with. <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's and I think that's a really, a really a salient point. A great, a great message to um, uh, to leave it on. Look, Malcolm, I'm I'm really appreciative of your time as always. Oh, it's great talking to you as always, sir. And let's. Well, well, let's let's hope we will meet on the other side of this and have a drink together and laugh. We we, we will, <laughs> mate. We will. We'll meet. We'll meet up. And um, uh, and by the way, thank you very much for uh, for putting our album in your uh, top twenty of the year. That, that I, really I like it. That... I think it's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, well, thank you. I wasn't suggesting I you just like put it in there a as a favour. Of it. <laughs> Sorry. I still love to get a finished copy of it. Oh right. Okay. If you not uh, vinyl or CD. Oh, either will be fine for me, thank you. Either, right? Okay, no problem. I will sort that out for you, mate. Thank you very much. But I do. I think it's a good album. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for liking it. <laughs> oh, any time. My God, Christmas! That was four months ago. <laughs> I know. It's frightening. Oh, wow. It's frightening. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll look. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll look after yourself. Yeah, you too. And stay safe and healthy, and we shall get together on the other side. We easily. will do. All right. Take uh, care, uh, mate. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Yes, Howard, I totally agree, as you muttered off uh, off mic there. What a top man. He's such a top man, and I got so involved in that conversation. We had such a lovely time. See you later. Bye-bye. And um, I realised I had a load of Patreon questions from patrons for him. <laughs> and um, so I literally, after that, like, ding, doh. I rang him back. He was like, hello? I was like, Malcolm, it's me again. He was like, oh, hello. Didn't we, didn't we just do this? I was like, yeah, um, I've got some questions for some fans. I'm sorry. Would you? And he was like, yeah, of course. No worries. And then did the questions for patrons. But um, yeah, I just I totally dropped my guard. It's never happened before. Totally just dropped my guard. Um, well, not sort of dropped my guard, but just so relaxed in the conversation that it it just never occurred to me. Um, that I'd fuck up like that, which I did. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, finally, finally, I move on to Andy Pilkington. Now, um, obviously, I'm, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not doing too much between this because this, this is going to be a, a lengthy old podcast. All right. And as I said up the top, there's going to be there's going to be a big ones, small ones, you name it. Right. There is going to be 
some serious guests come in. There's going to be some bigger podcasts. There's going to be some smaller podcasts. I am going to mix it up. So back, like back in the day when you were getting like a three hour podcast a month. Now I may well be doing sort of like, you know, one and a half hour every two weeks. Um, just basically because the shutdown is on, there's no point in like waiting to the end of the month. The end of the month has lost a lot of uh, significance for all of us. So let's just plow on. And um, and I'll just get all of this stuff out as and when. And I'm, like I said, really up. Um, I think I have got at the moment. In fact, well, not including, not including the interviews um, on this podcast. But I have got one, two, uh, three, four. I've got I'm, right yeah, at the moment. I've currently got four interviews in the can. Um, that's as in four interviews already recorded and the whole movie bollocks podcast is already recorded and ready to go that will be coming out very soon okay so there's lots of stuff coming there's lots of stuff in the works got lots of stuff planned um and it will be coming out regularly and at a higher volume so tell your friends sign up a patreon it might be worthwhile and finally Finally, 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 here is my chat with longtime uh, friend of the show and friend and longtime friend of me. This is, I know, a, a favourite guest because a lot of you comment about how much you enjoy it when he's on the show, um, or at least the two of us prattling on about metal. Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, the purveyor of lyric videos supreme. It's Andy Pilkington. <laughs> Hello, mate. Were you uh, were you not expecting me on WhatsApp? Uh, no, I think as I went to answer, I think there was a call from my dad coming through as well, and I think I had to cancel one to do it. I think it was a bit weird, so, <laughs> so, you so asked... I wasn't quite sure what sure was happening at that time because I'm not used to speaking to people. <laughs> so, so, so you ac- so you accidentally rejected your dad and uh, accepted me. Yeah, you've been chosen. <laughs> no, I, I was. I was sat in the sun expecting you for me. Mm. Lovely. Well, I've got a nice big fat cup of coffee here. It's nice and sunny. I've already um, uh, done my daily exercise. I, I've been to the post office and posted out a load of obnoxious tour t-shirts. Nice. And, um, yeah, so that's about as, that's about as useful as, um, as the day gets, really. Yeah. How is that treating you? Because you're sort of someone who needs to keep busy, aren't you? So. Um, I am, and actually, sorry, I, I I did say so. You know that that you know that's it, and that here I am talking to you, which of course is going to be the highlight of my day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so apologies, apologies for that. Don't don't laugh. It, it fucking is. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's still not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, it really is. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. I don't, um, you don't do social media, but um, uh, are you, well, you do Facebook a bit, so you, you're no doubt seeing my stupid videos that I've been um, making. I have been seeing those, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got some, um, I've got some in the works at the moment. Um, I, I, I think, um, I think they could be. If it wasn't for the shutdown, I'd get loads of people involved, and we'd have some. Yeah. You know, it'd be really cool. But as it is, I've just got to try and find inventive ways of doing this. For lis- for, for listeners, um, check out Talking Bollocks on um, Twitter, and I tweet out a video a day of me being a fucking idiot. Um, so uh, yeah, check that out. Anyway, uh, so I've been doing that, and I've been doing loads of this. Um, I've got a ton of podcasts ready to go, including the first um, 
episode of the Movie Podcast with BAFTA award-winning uh, Peaky Blinders director Paul Knight. Ooh. I know. Marvellous. Mm. Now, you're a bit of a movie buff, aren't you? I am, yeah. As much as, uh, well, I am knowledgeable in my mind when it comes to picking names, directors or whatever, I, I go completely blank, so... For an actual vocal conversation, I may be useless, but yes, the knowledge is all in there. <laughs> oh, you see, you see, you headed that off at the pass nicely. It's interesting how people react when um, when I spoke to Neil Cooper um, earlier in the week. Um, he of Therapy in the Beyond. I spoke to him, mm. and um, uh, straight away he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I am, I am." And then uh, and then he started. He offered me up a couple of reviews, <laughs> and then later on. Uh, started another film conversation. I was like, "Dude, dude, it's okay. You've passed the audition. You know, you're, you're. I'm, I'm definitely going to have you on." Whereas you've gone the other way, which is preempted where I'm going, and totally shut me down by saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't expect me to talk about movies, you cunt." Oh dear. <laughs> Got to know. Straight into IMDb. We just we cut it out there because we'll never remember the film. We'll never remember anyone's name. So we just go straight to IMDb, read it. Like, that's it. Now we can watch the film, and that's the way life works. But yeah, we. I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's uh, so many films, too much information, or I am just shit at retaining names. But yeah, I, I'm a massive, massive film buff. Watched. I watched most things. I mean, I think in my younger days, I watched all the rubbish. That was available, and yeah. now I'm much more discerning. But uh, but you know, I, I think within my own mind, I'm fairly knowledgeable about films. No, well, I think I, I think could re- I could review a film. I could I could tell you about its substance and its qualities and what I like and the plot and and, and synopsis. I could do all that. Just not the title or, it, or, or who's in it. Re- yeah, when I have to refer <laughs> back to those things, I, I would need you know a lexicon next to me to actually tell you who's who and remember. What Matt Damon's name is, and, and ridiculous things like that. Well, I, the idea is that I get people on of various, um, you know, you know, varying tastes and stuff. Anything from a BAFTA award-winning editor to, you know, yeah. somebody who's not. Uh, I mean, I've, I've I've done one with Paul as well um, because obviously he's a you know a, a director, yeah. screen screenwriter, the lot. So that's that was cool. But I, you know, there's there's people, and and ultimately. Um, it's not a movie industry podcast. I just want to get people on who I just want to get other people on who like movies, and we just sit, we just talk about movies for an hour, and that's it. So, well, I can de- I can definitely talk about movies for right. uh, forever. But yeah, okay, like I say, no, 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 that's good. May escape me, and it'll be a, a lot of um and ahhing. You know. That's well, no, but that, that that that's good because I think you know sometimes people are going to be listening to just like like they do to you know like me and you now sort of two guys geeking over metal. They'll be listening to two yeah. guys geeking out over movies, but then at other times, hopefully, I'll be able to reach out and get. Oh God, I said reach out and get a few people, um, you know, from in the industry in as well. So I'm talking to a, a, a comedy writer at the moment that I know. And so we, we'll see. Anyway, look, I'm, this is the first fucking five minutes. And all we've done is talk about a podcast that um, I haven't done yet <laughs> or that we haven't done yet. Um, so, um, uh, well, basically, um, Patreon is ba- is my only income um, through all this, so yeah. I have ramped up the podcasts. Hello, why are we talking? Um, and um, but I, so I've got the not I've the got... guests, evidently not the guests. Oh well, well, <laughs> yeah, Bill d- back on. Well, well, this, <laughs> we yeah, you Bill... the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a friend of the show. He's a cunt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just come on so you can name drop the other famous people. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have got so coming on. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had Malcolm Dome, the man who invented thrash metal. We've had Neil Cooper, drummer of Therapy and Beyond. We've had um, Scott, who manages Crash Records, and we've had yeah, uh, Andy, who does the odd video. <laughs> I had to share it with Tony Dolan last time. It's like, oh yeah, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, well, yeah. The thing, is, the thing is, though, when you, when, whenever you, if, if you're back to back with Tony, you're going to look like a twat, no matter who you are. So you know what I mean. It's, right. it's... T- Tony is a legend, so I'll take that. I love the man a bit, so I absolutely love him. Absolutely, yeah, same here. Well, um, I still haven't managed to get on topic, but I'm going to do it now. Um, so yeah, we've had we've yeah, you're the, you're the final interview. So we've had we've had um, we've had a musician, we're a music writer. We've had um, uh, a record shop manager who I actually uh, spoke to while he was in the record shop on a Sunday doing doing stock taking right. stuff, um, <laughs> uh, and and yourself and just the idea. I mean, you know, we're all we're all kind of in a, a similar situation. And as I said, I'm you know I'm just ramping up the the podcasts and I've I've started doing my radio show again, but that's to, just for patrons and stuff like. That. But it's it's you've got to have something. So basically, what I'm trying to do is keep. Um, is keep Monday to Friday. I'm trying to keep that routine. Monday to Friday, I'm doing interviews. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all sorts of bits and pieces. And then the weekend comes, and we obviously were supposed to do this yesterday, which was Friday, but we've we've done it today due to a, a, a slight delay. But you know, that's basically what I'm trying to. What I'm trying to do is maintain that that weekly routine, and it's and it keeps yeah. me focused because I know I you know I want to. I mean, there have there've been some days where I've been like bloody hell. It's like it's six o'clock in the evening. And that's a massive improvement on earlier on when all this was going on, when I was just frankly just fucking watching TV and doing nothing. And it was just, it was absolutely yeah. doing my head in. And then one day I just went, got, right, I've got to get moving. And I just put a load of work in and um, and got a load of people on the show. So, um, yeah, I, I am keeping busy, but it's it's a constant... It's a constant kind of right. Keep keep pushing, keep pushing, because I got a load of. I, I could probably put out about four podcasts today. Um, Amazing. So I've got to put those together and get them out, but I've also got to be conscious that half of your brain is going sorted, brilliant. You've got loads done. The other half of the brain is going, yeah, but there can't be a gap. You've still got to keep getting these <laughs> interviews in because you keep, you yeah. know, it's just the There's constant no churn. But I think that's, that's what routine is. It innately is the idea that there is something else to come. I think the common misconception that routine is doing something at the same time every day is not. It's, it's an ordered mind. Yeah. I think some people don't like routine. That's because they're not doing the right things. You know, I think, I think every person for mental health, whether you suffer from problems or not, you, you have to have routine because you have to order your thoughts. And for me, the idea of routine is it's not about what I do today and what I'm currently doing, even though I am organized. It's about knowing what I'm doing next and knowing what I'm doing next week and knowing everything is compartmentalized, prepared and ordered. And I think knowing that you're going to go through and, and do things when they should be done is, is the key to be able to focus now. Would you clear your mind and know that that's done? Then you can concentrate. And, and, and that's it for me. It's, it's always a nice feeling to get stuff done and know you've been busy and productive. But I think satisfaction is a different part. It's a different key to, to you know, peace, inner peace. I think it's just about knowing that Everything coming is good. You know, you're going to be busy. You're going to be organised. You're going to be on top of things, and and that is basically how you cope with life. Just just knowing that things are okay. If you've got that, I think you can get through things. Yeah, and and well, the other thing that you need, and uh, uh, a lot of people need, is security. Um, and I have yeah. to say, when the first announcements were made by the government, 
about you know protecting people and all the rest of it and and you know what they were doing financially i was one of those people who was like yeah none of that helps me um so right and then you know a few days later um they come out and go right okay we missed these people out this is what we're going to do and i was like oh right okay no that great i'm sorted thank you and it's literally but i was saying to somebody else it's literally like you know even with the government, even with the government um, uh, briefings, you can tell that, that a lot of the journalists are asking questions that they're, that, are, that they're just basically trolling social media and finding what people are worried about and, yeah. and asking those questions, which is, Definitely. which again, it's perfectly valid because it's it, it's great because it's giving the you know it's giving the people a voice through the journalists direct to the government and the government are directly responding to it. Yeah, it, well, it's finally valid, isn't it? It's finally they're asking the questions. That are, that are being asked and a lot of the time I'm watching those questions thinking oh it's just all doom and gloom you, you, you're asking the worst case scenario but it is reflecting what people are thinking they are thinking those thoughts and you need those questions answered you need to hear people you know respond to those just to, to put your mind at rest because that's for me that's been the only thing I've been watching not so much now I'm kind of I've got to grips with the way things are but initially I was switching everything off I, if, if the news came on the radio I would switch that off, mute it until it had gone. I didn't want to hear any negativity. I would tune into the briefings once a day and get the facts from their mouth. You know, just what are you doing? Because whether they're telling the truth or not, that's still what's happening. And then I would shut down again. I wouldn't listen to any gossip, any rumours, any doom, you know, nothing until the next day and watch that again. So to actually have those questions answered in one go was really important to me early on. That's like say, you know, I'm waiting for what are they going to do for me or what are they going to do for my family or friends? And that's it. But just to wait for that bit was enough. Yeah, and um, you know, I, 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 you know, ultimately, we're all, you know, we're, I, I keep saying the same things, right? We're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. And no matter what the topic is, whether it's, and no matter what the industry is, whether it's, whether it's working for Tesco's, whether it's being a self-employed making lyric videos and designing album covers, or whether it's um, a, a Premiership footballer. We've all got the same issues, which is mm. we have no idea when this is going to end and we have no idea what this looks like once it's ended. Yeah. You know, and, and when you yeah. start talking about it and you start trying to predict, all it does is just reveal how how little you can predict and how much we don't know. And that's exactly well, that's exactly the point for me. I, I, cause I, I'm, a, you know, I'm a very critical, critical and analytical person. For, I, I get through life by trying to understand everything as much as I possibly can. So I'm at peace with it. You know, if, if there's something... How, that how unreasonable me. of you? How unreasonable? <laughs> well, it, it, it sounds obvious, but it's surprising how little seems to happen in the world. You know, that people take things at face value. But for me to get through life, I need to feel at, at, at ease or at least know that I've tried my hardest to understand it. And I think, I think knowing, knowing that, that none of us know what's going on is almost the point where I went, OK, well, in which case, that's what I now have to deal with. I don't need to deal with what's going to happen. I need to deal and understand with the, the, understand the fact that none of us know, we can't know, and we have to wait. So how do I deal with that? And I think once I got to terms with that, I felt I, the, the knot in my stomach went. You know what I mean? The, the, the worry. Because a lot of my worry, I mean, I'm sure we'll get onto it. Yeah, I've been in a fortunate place, but my worry has been about my friends and, and everything that's going on around me and what's happening to other people. Yeah. And I think that, that, that tension is basically just, initially that's why I couldn't read the news one more bit of negativity would just send me over the edge and I'd just be so stressed and and uptight and anxious 
But I think once I came to terms with the fact that nobody knows, it's not like I've got to deal with it because other people have managed to deal with it. Nobody knows. I was okay. And, and it's like I really have to switch off. The, the, I've got to reverse the way things I do it. So what I was talking about earlier, about knowing what's coming next, knowing everything's going to be all right, I had to reverse that and think, no, I need to know that I can get through today. You know, as long, as long as I have got money for food and that toilet roll will be available somewhere, those, those little, you know, the, the practical details, once that was solved, I just managed to sort of look at things day by day. And, you know, I think I look at my kids and think they're happy today. You know, they're going to be busy tomorrow. We'll work out what we're going to do tomorrow. I've got work today. I'll have work tomorrow. We'll see where it goes, you know. The weather's good today. Will it rain tomorrow? Will it be... In? Just, just to just flip things around and look at things in the very, very short term because there was no other option. I think once I persuaded myself, there's nothing I can do about any of this, there was a little bit more peace, you know, and in many ways I'm probably more chilled out about life than I have been in a long time because I know there's nothing I can do. I can't compete with myself. I can't compete with others. I'm not trying to achieve things because there's nothing there to compete with. There's nothing there to achieve. It's literally a case of switching off and getting through things until things change. And, And for me, I've just sort of managed to get myself there, really. That's where I am now. Well, I, I, and that's, I, it, it, I mean, that's a real, that's a real kind of um, uh, feather in your cap. And I know, I, I know there was a, there was a lot of reason for, for, for you making the move you did. Um, yeah. But, I, for, so, so, but something tells me it wasn't exactly um, for this specific reason. You didn't think, right, there's a pandemic coming. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's get out of London. <laughs> well, it was, it, it, in an abstract way, it was, you know, my, my, thought has always been to disconnect from anything that can affect me if i don't have to be affected by something by people by debts by systems whatever and I've, all through my life i worked through that i think coming from when i when i grew up you know it wasn't, wasn't a terrible childhood but we we did have to think about money we did have to think about where food and electricity was coming from we were cold at times you know there, there were times where we went through all these things that no one should go through and i think all my life i've, I've basically sought the opposite so if I can ensure that I've always got the, the, the comforts I need to provide for my kids, if I can avoid the crippling debt that I saw, you know, people knocking on the door asking for money when I was a kid. So I, I've always worked away from things, and I think that's driven me into, a, into my career and, and, and my ambition and my work ethos, that I need to be self-sufficient. It's not a need for nice things. It's a need to not rely on other people. So I think when I got to the point where, you know, London was very good to us, and I love London, I loved everything about it, my job, my friends, yourself included, obviously. Um, you know, my house, where I lived, I loved all of it. But it just, I was still relying on things. There was still a mortgage there and, and things like that. So t- for, for me, being in a very fortunate position where I could sell a very small but expensive house in London and, and move to a bigger, cheaper place elsewhere because of, you know, my work commitments weren't localised, I could, I could remove the debt. And to remove the debt means remove the reliance on the government remove the reliance on you know facilities and what other people can give me and basically just provide for my family myself and and if my job is secure enough and long-term enough then nothing ever should affect us you know i'm away i'm away from the effects of i think one of the the key things that i'm thinking about it was when there were the riots in london and when that came through ealing where you, you know where you and i were and i could hear things burning at the end of my road that night we brought home my youngest daughter from the hospital you know we just had this baby and we just didn't know whether people were going to storm through our garden and set fire to our car and 
all this stuff. And I realized that people could affect me too much. And I think at that point, for my sanity, for, for what I need out of life, I just need to move away from people uh, and basically be in control of myself. And I think that's what I've got here, is, is this, this sort of security blanket of space around me, um, just to move away from the, the, the direct influence of people and things. And, and it's paid off now, you know, we're, we're, a very literal thing has happened where proximity actually matters um, and, and, and that debt matters as well. The fact that when, as you were saying, you know, these, these measurements for financial packages were, were announced, obviously I was very concerned, should my income drop, I need to be catered for, and I wasn't being, but I was in a position where the sort of people who employ me will continue to employ me, so I didn't have the same worries. So I think my, my overriding concern for life and my, my subconscious target to move away kind of all clicked into place when this happened. And it demonstrated to me that I wasn't being paranoid. I wasn't being overly cautious. That you know, that this this is the kind of buffer that I needed from life. So if something does go wrong, I can retain that that element of control. So, so yeah, in a way, I was planning for this, but just I just hadn't quite realised it was going to be so specific and so huge. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, it's I, I admirable, admirable that um, what what you've done for your folks, but also obviously not for your folks, for your family. But obviously, there's you know there was a, there was a lot of reasons you, for you personally wanting to do it that you know that all that all jived. But um, when it comes to the current industry, um, I know um, I, I don't know. I'm thinking you're maybe in more of more of Malcolm's court because Ma- Malcolm found himself. Has finding himself sort of you know as busy as ever. Um, Neil has had yeah. to you know close you know Neil's had to reschedule tours. He's had he's had a touch of he's had a touch of the COVID nine uh, nineteen, um, <laughs> and also uh, wow. and and then Sean at Crash is is trying to promote the online business a bit more, which is which is starting to take off. But um, I just wanted to get an idea and of of where you're at because I know well actually I know where you're at because initially you didn't want to come on here because because you said like everything, everything's going great. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean from a business point of view it is. I mean that's yeah I didn't want to be one of these people just saying well yeah it's fine I'm I'm fine better than ever but. Yeah, but no, but I, uh, yeah, but the th- sorry, sorry to cut across you there, mate. But the the thing is, that is one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that people listening listening in and go, "Oh, good, at last, some good news, something positive." Yeah. Somebody, somebody's, well, you, you know, that, somebody please. is somebody is doing well. Yeah, when you when that was your response to me when I when I initially you know demonstrated your concerns that that made me think of it in a different way. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I, and I guess I, I would like to hear that too. But but I, I am in a in a well, nothing's changed. Business-wise, I probably am busier. I think um, the nature of working for a lot of unsigned bands is um, they didn't have the money in the first place. So it's not it's not like a, a change in income is really <laughs> affecting the way things come through. Because I'm working for people who are who are fighting for their money anyway, and I, I charge I charge as little as I can for, for for the work I do. So so I'm in that kind of affordable bracket. So once these people. You know, if if life is changing and they're working from home, obviously, what do they do? Is they write music, they plan the next release, they can't play live, so yeah. they're basically falling into my trap of <laughs> of planning what 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 feeds me and, and what keeps me busy. Oh, they want oh, more oh, videos, no. they Apparently, want album covers. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm I'm I, I I've just you said something there that I've just got to respond to. Apparently, yeah. apparently, we can play from home. 
we can what we can do is all we need to do is we just need to you know we just need to all get on a Skype call or something or something like that <laughs> and we play a song and we record it or uh, or we we put a link out for everyone to watch um and and apparently i'm a, 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 a q and a yesterday i'm i'm a muppet for not knowing this I mean, I've, I just love the fact that people have got not a fucking clue how things work, but have heard the phrase live stream and have heard a band do it. So therefore, every single band can do a live stream performance. Um, and, and it's just like, like, have you have you not been listening to any like radio shows or podcasts? Where they're all well, saying there's, there's a time, by the way, we can't, you know, there's a time delay between everybody. So we can't, you know, it's not going to be the usual cut and thrust. You have to bear this. No, yeah. these fucking blithering fuckwits well, we, just we, stumble we through life. There will be a couple of small sacrifices. Like the sound quality will be unlistenable and we will all be out of sync. Yeah, and we'll all be out of time. Probably drop. But other than that, other than that, yeah, great idea. Yeah, I know. Like, why don't you just look? Here's a photo of when we did play live. Why don't you look at this? Because that's the, basically the yeah. experience you will get. <laughs> well, well, not only that, it's like... CD, yeah, yeah, I mean, the only other way of doing it is doing like how Scott Ian and Dan Lilker and Charlie Benanti do it, which, yeah. is, which, is, you, you, which is you all you all play along to the track and then you, then you get one of you to stitch it together in, in Final yeah, Cut. Over. The, yeah, problem yeah. with that being, A, I haven't got a mic set up in my house. B, <laughs> neighbours around all the time these days believe it or not yeah. they don't seem to go out i don't know what's wrong with them um <laughs> and and um and, and see how shit is that you want to see a song from the new album played by all of us in our front rooms fuck off <laughs> but those are the things that are making people think this live stream because they don't understand that it's been recorded one at a time and sent on yeah yeah and, and all that, and all you know they've just picked they pressed you know phone in and then they yeah. all started playing, and that's it. And people just think that's how easy it is. Exactly, when it's been lovingly stitched together and edited. But um, but look, <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 good news for everybody listening to this, and for for the position you you're in, is they you know it gives it it gives a glimmer of hope to the rest of the industry, that, or rather to, to to us out here sat here going like, what the fuck's going on? That look, the wheels are turning. You know, labels are still. Are still putting albums out they are still yeah. going to be going to be putting albums out these you know they're going to be putting videos out so well i've had i've had more in um more contact from labels because my work is probably maybe 50 percent um you know the unsigned or low signed bands and maybe 50 percent labels and events right um but I, I would think i've had more contact and more planning from labels than i normally have at the moment so uh so, so I think they're probably the ones who are forward planning, knowing that things, you know, other other channels they have have dropped. Um, so, so they need to do what they can do. They know that bands are basically going to be recording. They, they're, they're going to be making plans for videos or releasing singles that they weren't planning on. They obviously can't shoot live videos now. And that normally I, I get a fixed amount of work from labels because an album may have from a big band may have one lyric video, might have three film videos now unless they've got it in the bag, they can't film videos. So, you know, it's all turning to lyric videos. So people like me are, are getting more work from the, from the bigger bands. And, and that's evident from, from the last hectic few weeks I've had. Um, so, so with the unsigned bands, I, like I was saying earlier, I think they're sitting at home bored, planning what they can do. You know, they're not able to go and see bands anymore. They're not allowed, to, they can't practice or play live. So those spaces in their, in their life are being filled with planning and, that usually involves me, which is great. You know, 
it's kind of how I planned my career anyway, to make sure that it was a job that won't dry up. You know, I, I need to know that there'll always be something there as I enter my 50s and 60s. Can I still do this job? Do I need to be young to do this job? And no, I don't, because I will grow old with the same people who use me. There will be younger people still needing me. And obviously the nature of, of bands is that it's cyclical. You know, you're getting an album every 18 months, two years. So the work never dries up, and, and that's just amplified at the moment. So for me, I would say I'm probably 20% busier than I was before, and I already was maximum busy. You know, I'm, I, it's been hectic. I'm, I'm working longer days and, and fitting more jobs in, um, and, and I'm very, very grateful for it. I, I had planned to take a, a month off to, to work on my house, which is basically how I do it. I condense all my holidays each year into a month off and go and do physical things instead of mental things, but I've had to push that back this year. Um, just because I, partly I need to make sure the money comes in, but partly I don't want to say no to anyone because I know people want to do this stuff. So um, it, I, I see it as a positive, but um, it, it's just mental. Yeah, the amount of stuff coming in at the moment, I think it's, it seems to be picking up as well uh, day by day. So, so this side of the industry is definitely um, not suffering, and I don't think it will. That's great to hear, though. That is absolutely great to hear because, um, again, like I said, I think it, this, it, this is something that people need to know. Um, that you know there is there there is life after coronavirus, or at least we hope there is. Um, and um, are you so? Have you have you got anything through? Are you actually working on? Are you working on like any kind of new releases, lyric videos, etc., and stuff like that right at the moment? I am. Uh, I mean, I've just done a, a big job, which I'm. Well, no one's actually told me it's confidential, but um... oh, go on, tell us then. Oh, yes, yeah, I'll tell you what they're going to do. I've already billed for it. Um, basically, I've been... <laughs> this is a scoop, because I, I don't think I'm supposed to say about it. But I've been... I was contacted by Judas Priest, which for me is, awesome. is a massive big deal and definitely the biggest biggest client I've had. And that was by, you know, their label um, for the for the the release of um, the 40th anniversary of British Steel. So I've yes. had to create you know, simple stuff for, for each of those tracks, but also what, um, a reissue What have, a reissue you, been, what have video. you been creating? Well, there's a there's a thing I avoid doing normally called visualizers that that a lot of bands seem to like and labels seem to like, which are basically put your track on YouTube, but instead of having a still image, have it just about not still, so something moves in it or there's some little particles floating around. And I get asked to do that all the time, and it's so dull that it's like, no, not for me, thanks. But they needed the whole album, bar one song, um, done as visualizers, but a bit more interesting, and obviously as it's Judas Priest, then I'm a lot more interested. So I've done some sort of basically slightly moving backgrounds to sit on YouTube for their, for their remasters. But I've also done um, one new video. And I won't say which one that is, just in case that's what gets me into trouble, because they, they haven't announced specifics. But, but one of the tracks is being re-released as, as a single. So I've had to do a classic in my own way as a lyric video, which has been brilliant. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. So... Um, I spent a bit longer than I do normally because I, I set myself a limit. I think I've mentioned it before on a podcast of, of two days for a lyric video so I don't get bored. Um, but this one went on a, a little bit longer because it was a bit more involved. But obviously knowing knowing it's for a big band, it was a it was quite a big deal for me. So that, that's been pretty exciting. And, and yeah, another tick in, in the box of one of my ambitions, really. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. But it's also interesting on the back of the fact that recently I was picked up by K.K. Downing to be his artist. And I don't know if, it's, if anyone around that circle would see that as a conflict, so I didn't mention it to either of the parties. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so K.K. came to me to do his, his new logo and his artwork. Um, I'm a massive fan of, of him in pre-stand as a, as a person anyway. He's a lovely guy and an amazing guitarist. 
but then for Judas Priest to come in after as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of a weird one for me. So that, that that all happened just as this kicked off. So I, on one hand, you know, I'm blown away by the positivity of my work. On the other hand, everything's going on around me. And I'm like, am I supposed to be happy about this at the moment? Or should I be? I don't know, I don't know how I feel. But it's been, yeah, from a business point of view, it's been very, very good for me at the moment. Well, and and like I said, this is all this is all good. It's great to hear, um, and and that's, I, th- I think it's what people need to be hearing as well. Um, and the fact that you know that, le- that well, you know the labels, the wheels are still turning, everything else, it's all it's all really positive. Um, and um, that's 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 interesting. You're doing the priest stuff, um, so you're just doing a few bits and pieces around the main themes. Yeah, it's just it's just basically for the. I mean, they, I think they've done it every decade for British Steel. That you know, every ten years yeah. there's a new re-release. Um, so, so we've got this, the remasters coming out for that, which sound amazing. Um, and I think you know that'll probably tie into whatever they're doing now, doing for their fiftieth anniversary. Obviously, it was going to be the tour, but who knows? Who knows what will or won't happen with that? So, I think it's. Uh, it's I think it's actually the fourteenth is the of April is the anniversary. So. They've teased it on Twitter that something's coming and it's being re-released, but they haven't really said the details yet. So I'm assuming all the stuff will come out soon. And um, I would imagine there's a much bigger, wider campaign around it. Well, uh, thanks for the exclusive, mate. Well, that's why I don't get into trouble for that. But like I say, I've already built, so it should be okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, I know Mark Wilkinson is doing some stuff for them as well. So, um, so, they, cool. so, so they really have got the A team, the two of you on it. Um, uh-huh. It's all. It's almost. I. 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 I by the way, remind me. Um, we're gonna. It, once we've hung this up, I've. I've got a story to tell you. Just say. Okay. J- just. Just say to me. Um, next Acid Rain album, all right? And I'll. I'll okay. I'll tell you a little story, all right? But um, sorry, <laughs> listen. Sorry. Sorry. Listeners. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Teasing you. Um, but uh, you know, such is life. So. Um, uh, have you had uh, have you had any you know I mean you know let's be honest it, it goes both ways so have you had anything pulled anything put back anything you know is there stuff that you were, that that was going to be happening that you know obviously well this no is all... I mean the, the first thing I did is because you know my, my business is built on relationships as well you know it, like I've said before it, it's not financial it has to be financial to a point I have to cover my bills but compared to you know where I was previously in my career you know I make I make far far less income from what doing what I do but it's it's about so much more than than money once I've paid the bills I want to make sure that if I work with someone they come back to me you know it's about job satisfaction it's about their satisfaction it's about perception making sure people like what I do they like how I act and it's really important that I'm you know I get on with these with all my clients so the first thing I did is I let people know if anyone's got any bookings in you know I'll I'm happy to move them back, cancel them. If, if, if people are worried about money or whatever, I didn't know what the implications were going to be. I'll refund your deposits. You know, you can do what you like. Um, don't worry, I'll, I'll be flexible. And I think I had one or two people who, you know, put, put jobs back a couple of weeks just to wait and see what happens. But other than that, nobody did. Nobody took me up on it. Um, I think people were grateful for the option. But I don't think it's really affected um, anybody from, from what I see. Um, in, in any practical sense, because no, I've, I've had no cancellations at all. Just a couple of things shifted around. Uh, well, maybe maybe one or two very little jobs, you know, like logo work and stuff. That projects bands were, were, you know, side projects they were going to kick off. They haven't, they can't do now because they can't practice together. Stuff like that. But in terms of you know the major jobs, nothing's really changed. So, which is really good to see because it obviously means bands are still able to 
the core stuff that they're doing is still moving ahead, even if they can't get out and play it. Yeah, it is, and I think it's a very, um, it's a very, it's a, it's a real, it's a time for creative people who get their. Um, I mean, you know, you you asked me kind of early doors, you know, like how you're getting along, you know, are you are you are you busy enough? And um, it's it's yeah, um, it, it's from a mental health point of view. I think there there is a big impact on the uh, on the uh, inverted commas artistic community. I'm not for a minute yeah. saying that you know performers etc are any more important than anyone else. We're all suffering suffering with a mental health because we're all trapped in fucking boxes and we're not supposed to be. But um, I think it is you know. It, it, it's, it, put it this way, I'm glad, I'm glad I got my ADHD medication in January, I'll fucking tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's one of the first things I thought, you know. I'll be honest about the way I see it, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone. I believe it's a, it's a genuine observation, but I'm convinced there is more mental health among musicians than any other um, industry I've ever come close to working with. I mean, it's just a huge amount of it. And I immediately just thought, all of my friends, you know, who require medication... Are they going to be able to get it? That, that's what worried me straight off. You know, I've got a couple of very close friends who, who rely on medication. Say, Shit, are you all right? Can you, can you get this? And they didn't know at, the point, at that point. And I think that was a, a, an immediate concern about, you know, the, the practicalities of mental health, let alone having to deal with things. It's like, do I have the tablets? Can I, can I actually function? But uh, it, it seems to have been okay for people, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's yeah, I, I mean... We're, the whole, you know, hour hour out the house exercise and stuff is is vital. Yeah, you know that's that's absolutely vital, and in fact, is the reason why we put we uh, we put off our call yesterday because, as you said, you, yeah. know, you you wanted to get the kids some exercise, which is which is great. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone's got to try and find um, what it is that you know anything that you can that 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 you can just mentally escaping i mean it's a great time to learn to um to meditate says the man who just mm. can't fucking do it um, <laughs> um you know watch those movies you've always wanted to do do those jobs you've always you know you, you you've always wanted to do um and uh and, it, and in my case try and get hold of those people to interview that you that you haven't been able to interview before <laughs> yeah so in other words just stalking people online that's how i'm uh, that's how i pass the time and and uh deal with my mental health um, well, nice. At least they can't tell you they're busy now, can they? That's the thing. You know where they are. Well, they to... can't not answer the phone. <laughs> they can't tell you they're going out. Well, the, the, exactly. The, the only cast iron guarantee is the is the do not reply to emails. So I, I'll send I'll send a maximum of three emails. After three emails, if I've had no reply, then I will assume the answer is I'm not interested. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much fuck off. If you send three emails and you get no That's reply, a fair assessment. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy who's um, uh, who's going to get bent out of shape over it. And yeah, you know that it, it does happen. You know, I've got a few people who say, oh, well, I've got one person in particular who's secured some great interviews for me. But by the same token, occasionally he's like, oh yeah, he'll said he'll do it. And you know, like Dave Mustaine, fucking hell, I must have chased that ginger bastard for nine months. <laughs> uh, and then he went and and just to and just to get out of it, he went and got cancer. Um, yeah, I know it's a trick in the book. Yeah, and that uh, exactly, and that's a joke. Just in case that fucking dickhead <laughs> who tried to who tried to set me up for oh, a kicking God, from yeah. Dave Mustaine on Twitter is listening. 
um, but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, have you are you listening to uh, are you listening to anything new and exciting and interesting that we haven't heard? It's been very difficult, very difficult age because I'm working so much, and right at, at the moment, nearly all of my work is lyric videos. So, right. twelve hours a day, I'm listening to you know three second chunks of songs on on mind bending loop. So, I, I can't really listen to much, but I think. I, I actually moved away from that. When the lockdown first kicked in and all this stress was going on, I don't know, it wasn't that... I don't know whether it was metal didn't work for me, but it just didn't feel right. I, I was going back to old uh, Zero Seven albums and some of the, some of the Chemical Brothers and and Stephen Wilson and just stuff to relax me, just, just nostalgia, sort of good time memories and stuff. And I think yeah. I felt more comfortable moving away from the, from the riffs for a while just because I get that every day as well. Um, it yeah. wasn't a lack of a lack of enjoyment of metal. You just, I, I think I needed to reset my brain waves or whatever, and sit somewhere different in the house and listen to something different. And 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 it really worked. It really worked. Just going back through some old classics and come down in the morning, put the radio on. Think, no, no, no. Let's just let's go. What haven't I listened to for twenty years? And put on Portishead or Left Field or Faceless and and stuff like that, which I've, I've always loved anyway. Um, and it's really, really helped me. So that, that's where I've been uh, recently. Um, I haven't really explored anything particularly heavy for, for the last few weeks. Ah, right. Uh, well, uh, what about Testament? Have you given that any lessons? Yeah, I have. I mean, I've got, got that on, the, on LP, so that's kind of just come through, which is, oh, which is no. brilliant. I mean, I'd, I'd heard the pre-release anyway, um, so I, I'd heard it via digital before we saw them live, um, which was brilliant. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's, it's probably... Of their of their more recent albums, I, I see their earlier career as you know eight, nine, ten out of ten for me. And then the later, a, a constant sort of seven and a half. So they're always just really good, solid albums. I always really like them. Never absolutely adore them, but certainly you know I can listen to them all all the time. And I think of the later sort of the last ten, twelve years, I think this is probably one of their strongest. And I've only listened to it a few times so far, but each listen I kind of find a bit more, and I, and I think it's a really strong one. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's got its. Um, I think it's definitely got its its high points on it. Um, I, I, the chorus to "Dream Deceiver" is is yeah is not good. Um, that's for me. That is like straying into eighties kind of mainstream metal. It's just. <laughs> I had a feeling you're going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, well, it is. It's like it's like it's like slipping back in time. That I don't know what it. I, I'm. I don't know why. But that song just smacked me between the eyes, like "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> I can't stop. I cannot stop singing "Children, um, uh, Children of the Next Level." That's stuck in my head. That song, um, which is a shame because whilst you've got "Children of the Next," you know, "Children of the Next Level," which is a great line, you've then got "Chilling with the Devil," which is atrocious. <laughs> I'll tell you what. As with film directors, the, the names of the songs usually escape me. It's just on, and I, and I hear it. So unless it's a, a very memorable chorus, and I won't know the names. Well, it's the opening track. Yeah, it's the yeah. opening track. And did, you, uh, did have you done any lyric videos for these? No, I haven't. I would like to because they they do a load of old shit. <laughs> they're always crap. That's one way for me. I, I love Anthrax a bit, and their lyric videos are shit. It's like, oh man, I'll do it for free. Just let me do it for God's sake. Awful. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really good stuff to do to do tracks too, cause just because the, the rhythm of it would be great. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, obviously, Gene's playing on the album is you know goes without saying is is awesome. Um, yeah, 
And there are some highlights on it, yeah. Would you say, would you know, where would you rank it in the uh, in the since they've been back albums? It's difficult though because for, for me, the way I digest Testament is I don't put it on album by album. I tend to when I want to listen to Testament, I'm, I'm usually in the mood for the classic. So you know, Legacy New Order, Practice What You Preach, yeah. Sometimes Souls of Black. Even though I hate the production, the memories of that are really good because it was the Clash of the Titans era and, and good memories and, and really catchy songs. Um, and for me, I go back and listen to those albums when I fancy it. But everything after that, may, maybe not Lowe, because Lowe's kind of cool in a different way. Um, but I tend to just put all of Testament on. I'll, I'll go on Spotify, put it on, you know, a randomised track selection, and it'll play through all sorts of stuff. And I kind of enjoy it that way, and it's different each time. So I don't really consume them album my album, and I don't really judge the albums individually because I don't think they're classics. I think they're solid really good tunes but i don't really ever want to think i oh, you know I'll, I'll go through and put the ritual on i think that, that, that's what i fancy now i think i've probably never listened to them if that were the case you know it's uh but do you, that's but, just not how it works for me but do you think here's a here's a question do you think that it is actually possible for any of these bands any of these bands to release a classic album on their return um or in their or in the second half of their career because when we initially heard these bands we were uh, we were in, uh, impressionable ages, musically impressionable ages. Yeah. Never heard anything like this. So once you you know, so so it, it, isn't it virtually impossible for these bands to recapture past glories and put something out that makes you go right? No, that is a classic. That is up there with the with the original stuff they put out um, because of the you know because of the age we were when we first got into that stuff. I'm not sure. I think for me. I think Anthrax have done that, and I know a lot of people very much disagree, and I think there's a lot of different reasons people like or dislike Anthrax. They do or don't like, you know, Bush versus Belladonna. They don't like old or new. But for me, all the way through, I've loved, I I really loved every single Anthrax album. And I think the last two, for me, um, yes, they they can't be the classics because, you know, Among the Living is Among the Living. You know, Spreading Disease is Spreading Disease. That's that. but there's there's elements in there that that I I go back to I, I listen to the more recent stuff far more than I listen to the old stuff now, just because there's so much more in there, you know. And, yes. and I'm genuinely really excited about the next album, you know, yeah. really excited with them. And I think they manage to do something new every time. I, I think it's down to Charlie Benante entirely. I think the fact that you've got for me probably the best drum in the world, the most uh, the most unique drum in the world. I mean, he, he puts something different into into every song. Yeah, I think the fact that he's writing the songs as well, I think you just get this cohesion and this experimentation that that just that gels that other bands don't get. Um, and and I think it's maybe just the songwriting process, the fact that you know Belladonna just turns up and 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 does his his old man warble on top, and it and it doesn't interfere with the music in any way, and it, it's great. So for me, I think that's as, probably as close as you can get. Although well, that that would that would discount yourself though, because obviously whilst it's a reboot and not the original band and probably not the original sound with yourselves. But for me, your, your new album's your best album. I mean, it really is. As much as I love the old, the old stuff for, for all the right reasons, it's your, your best release by far. It's just, it's a perfect album for me. Fucking hell. Well, look, A, thanks for not letting me down because I thought you were going to forget and you were just going on and on <laughs> about Anthrax. Uh, <laughs> 
no, that, that, wow, that is awesome to hear. Thank you, mate. And funnily enough, halfway through halfway through ask, asking that question, I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, this really does look like I am tr- I am hanging out for a compliment here. <laughs> it really does. That was not. That was not the object of the game. but um, Well, look, mate, I'm not going to keep you any longer, but remember, don't hang up because uh, we've got a little conversation to have. But um, look, look, hang on in there, in the, uh, in the wilds where you are. Um, <laughs> love, uh, love to the fam, and thank you very much for, uh, for taking the time, mate. Always a pleasure, mate. As, al- as always, a genuinely, genuine um, joy to catch up with Andy. As it always is, and that is the final um, final interview of the Corona uh, Chronicles. Look, guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, one thing I wanted to say was, um, I know there's a, some repetition in there, um, but when you're kind of talking about the same subject with people, it's it, it you know it's difficult to not stray into the same conversational territory, and everybody obviously has a different um, take on things, so it's always worth going there. Um, but look, uh, I, look, I am going to be knocking these out. I am re- coming up to three hours now and there's going to be more coming at you. There is going to be more coming at you this month. There'll be another podcast within the next two weeks. Um, really am ramping up the production as previously stated. And if you want to get all the extras, uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith, because basically that is the only income I have got at the moment. So if anybody can help me out, I'm literally sat here. I'm sat here with my cap, aren't I? Just hold, holding it around, hoping someone's going to throw some coins in. Brilliant. Five dollars a month. Cheap as chips. And I'm going to keep you occupied. So uh, also follow the um, uh, do follow the uh, Twitter account at Talking Bollocks with a Z on the end, not an S, because we have got I've, I've got some really cool fucking stupid videos up there. And I'm going to be knocking them out um, every day during this well pretty much one a day but anyway guys look i really appreciate you uh taking the time to listen to this thank you to all of my patrons as always thank you to all of you for listening please share the podcast encourage people to subscribe and um you know uh, i started with it i'll finish with it let's all keep washing our hands (laughs) oh by the way no actually i've forgotten something um i've got to play you this this happened earlier um and I thought, shit, is it going to be like this all morning? This is how my new neighbours downstairs... Notice how my voice has gone quiet so they don't hear me. This is how my new neighbours downstairs decided to start the morning. Great. When you have new neighbours move in, in the middle of self-isolation and they decide to uh, rightly as they have every right to do make the place their own unfortunately it's also like living above a fucking dentist's fucking studio what a pain really that was a particularly fine one brilliant Thank you so much. So all the fun of the fair there, hey? All the fun of something like basically uh, that's shit. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, that's the end of the moaning. That's the end of the whinging. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Um, I will be with you very soon. Not next month, just a couple of weeks. 
stay safe, stay indoors, keep washing your hands, and uh, let's all make sure we're still alive for the next podcast. Take care, guys. Speak to you soon.